Hello, and welcome to Ramjack and the Great Teacup of Indifference. Hello, everyone. I am Alex, and joining us today for Ramjack is our good friend and co-host, Brad. Hello, friends. Hello. Hi. And our good friend and co-host, Jonathan. Can you hear me? I'm down here. Sad help. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know what I was going to say there for a second. Sad help. Miss Chichini, <laughs> is that you? <laughs> oh, 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 how dare you? How dare you? My thought process was, I bet that's some teacher that Alex and Brad had back in Jackson. Hey, wait a minute. No, it's not. It's that turkey woman. <laughs> She does have like a weird chin in this episode. Was it like oh, that in the think? other ones? Yes, yes, it was. I just she, never noticed it, I guess. She's like. Or I forgot about it. Yeah, she's a monster old. The jowl of jowls. It's fucking disgusting. Glad we got that off right off the bat. <laughs> Her tiny little nose. She has a tiny little nose. Yeah, she's a chicken turkey. <laughs> she, Guys, Belvedere's going to be very interesting later in the episode, trust. Definitely. Um, how many more episodes of Belvedere are there? There's We're this the one, there's three. one more, and then there's... Then there's the, okay, so there's... Then there's the two-part finale, yeah. Wow. Yeah. We'll close my right. guys, and well. it hurts! It hurts! We've tried to stretch it as long as we could. You, you've seen these last few episodes, right? <laughs> no. No. No spoilers. No, I, I, what I'm trying to say is, you've watched a few of these episodes from this past season, right? You, you've seen how bad it gets. Oh, or how well, amazing it is? My, how off the rails... Where do you think it peaked so far? Has it peaked yet? <laughs> I mean, is that a question no, we should discuss presently? No, no, it's not. Did it ever jump the shark? Nah. Never. Well, there was the dream episode. I think that's the most jump the shark that the whole series has been. We don't have to talk about that right now. That's a whole other part of the show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us. I'd like to say happy holidays. We made it through Halloween, though we do have a few, uh, I guess lingering spooky things to talk about but we're in the thick of november guys black friday is on its way thanksgiving in the states at least is on its way christmas is on its way (laughs) christmas is on its way christmas (laughs) send help tell them to send help for both of us anyway guys it's gonna be great what a yes and (laughs) Send help for both of us. <laughs> there are two characters down here. Oh no! I walked into the scene. <laughs> Tag out. <laughs> um, Brad, do you want to get us started with the spooky I do, uh, stories I from? Do. Home? Um, and this is going to tie into something from last week. Um, but I had a spooky experience at Halloween Horror Nights last week. I was uh, walking through the. Well, I was about to start walking through the Texas Chainsaw Massacre house. Okay, I'm picturing it. <laughs> and I'm um, just, you know, I, we get to the entrance, and I'm, I, like, I'm barely in, I'm barely in the door. Like, I'm a couple of feet in. And I feel something mm-hmm. on my back, and I'm like, what? People, I hate oh. people walk too close. Sometimes people just walk too yep. close, and sometimes in the haunted houses, like, people get spooked, and they'll, you know, they'll, they touch you because they're, they're, like, trying to run, or they're getting <laughs> freaked out, and they just, I don't know, they make hand gestures. I don't know what's happening. They walk into you, it's dark. And it's like, ah, fucking find, figure out your space and, like, live inside it. Stay out of mine. But, you know, it happens. No big deal. But, like, I just keep feeling, like, like hands touching my back. And I'm like, what is going oh. on? <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? And, like, 
And again, we haven't even gotten to anything spooky yet. Like, there isn't, there's, Leatherface has not jumped out yet. Nothing has happened. We're just walking through a spookily themed room. So, I'm like, what is, this is not good. So we finally get into the, the second room, where it's the, it's the first time you see a Leatherface, and he's just, like, carving somebody up. He's not jumping at anyone. There's nothing to really be frightened of yet. And just upon walking into the room where he is at, I feel hands straight up grab me. And I'm like, wow, what the fuck? And I turn around. Uh. And what I see is a, a grown man, nearly seven feet tall. <laughs> He's, he looks like, um, um, that one, that movie, uh, uh, um, super bad McLovin he looks like that guy in the face just really stretched out because he's oh. a fucking giant um he's he's got a Patagonia t-shirt and it, cargo shorts that are like I guess because of his extreme freakish height um <laughs> they just seem like they're super short because I, that's just what he has to wear maybe they're full pants I don't know um but like these teenster shorts cargo shorts and his legs, we talked about this last week, about people shaving their legs, and do some people have to shave their legs because their leg hair just keeps growing? This dude's <laughs> leg hair just keeps growing because he no has way. long leg hair. Long! Uh, that doesn't make any sense. No! You're in the dark, right? Like, you're inside of this place at this point. Yeah. Well, it's not even that dark. And you because can tell I have, his I have leg no, hair? I have no night vision, but this is a very well-lit room because we're not into the spooky part of the house yet. Like, we're just okay. in the kitchen area that's well lit. And I, and I take all this in, and I'm like, what the fuck? And then I see he has a girlfriend who's normal height, by the way. So this is the weirdest looking couple ever. And she's got, like, her arms around him. Well, that's always like, weird. And he's, like, reaching out to me. Like, this is a fucking conga line. And I'm like, nope. So I'm like, why don't you guys just go ahead? Just go ahead in front of me. Just keep going. Because I don't want you holding me through this entire fucking haunted house, you scary monster. <laughs> like, I would rather have Leatherface hugging me right now than you, you creepy, long-leg-haired monster. Was this an older couple, or did they seem I, to be uh, maybe their 20s or 30s? 20s, or? 30s, yeah. Like, hmm. It's always strange to see a really super-duper-duper duper tall person with a very, very short woman. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 I mean, Alex, you're a very tall man. I'm not super tall. I'm only 6'3 and a half. But you're not crazy yeah, this guy is straight up seven feet tall. <laughs> yeah. He's brushing the ceiling of the Texas Chainsaw House. Yeah. <laughs> like, taller than Mike Miller. Um, like, tall, oh, wow. tall dude. At first I thought this was going to be Mike Miller suddenly showed up at Universal Horror Nights, and I was like, well, that was gonna, that's going to, that's what, what a treat, a friend in a dark place. But, no, this was a giant. What was a, what would a giant man have to be scared of anything? You're huge. Like, nothing can... A mirror? Just a mirror is what you should alone. be scared of. A mirror. Like, take a look at your rig out and your leg hair and think about life. She's into it. Ugh. Oh, she loves She's it. She's down to clown. She's ready to oh. climb that. Yikes. Just swing from those braids. Oh, oh God. And she was she was not standing in front of him? No. She Clearly, because you were standing on. in front of him. Yeah, he was grabbing me. She needs to be in front of him so he can grab onto her. That's what is she gonna, what's she going to grab? <laughs> you, baby. These fools gotta grab something. His they hands? Get, they get super scared He's... of walking through an empty room. Yeah, that's weird. They must be like a new couple because 
Yeah, she would go first and he would go like behind her. Well, because then if he needs to, he can just snatch her up and run if it gets too scary. <laughs> like a peep not, Yeah. Well, not She's not going to be able to jump on his back and then them run, which well, I could. I mean, that could work. I think the idea is she can hide behind him quite easily. So he's a human oh. shield from all the spooks. Well, Brad, keep in mind, you're a, you're an expert when it comes to all things Halloween Horror Nights. I mean, you, you go there multiple times. You've seen these houses is inside and out. This seems to be a brand new experience for this gentleman. So Definitely. he's getting spooked. He's getting super spooked. <laughs> Sometimes it's scarier to know that you're about to be scared. Am I right? Ooh, the this guy. <laughs> it's the loaded can I, gun. Can I touch your head, sir? Do you need help, sir? What are you looking for, sir? Take off those earbuds. Take off those earbuds. <laughs> <laughs> We're in this together. What We're in the same I group, right? It's not a group thing. Stop. Go in front of me. Stop making it a group Can thing. Can I just hold you? Can I? No. Just please stop. Please stop. Can I just Deductible. What's a deductible? The spookiest of houses. Gosh. Insurance house. <laughs> Fuck. Who So $140 Hulu. a week. That sounds pretty good. Not very good. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. Good-ish. I found out at my work that uh, uh, Chris helped me uh, figure out how my 401k was going to be invested, and we gave them a very specific set of investments, uh, and the woman who runs HR just put me in the most expensive, shittiest plan. <laughs> what? She just she just decided, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to put him in this really... It's too complicated. I'm going to put him in the really expensive, shitty plan. Wow. Wow. So sometimes it's the people working, and sometimes it's the people at the top. Sometimes both groups can be confused and not really want to do the research or work. <laughs> he says he wants to invest his money this way, but nah. Can, no, is that legal? I think I know how to... I, I'm going to double his money. Well, then Watch. the attitude was, well, you can go online and change it. I'm like, then I should have done it in the first place. Why did I have yeah. to bring it to you? Why do we mm -hmm. need you, <laughs> is the question. <laughs> oh, you're what? not going to do it right? I was like, we need you. Some spooky finances. Spooky finances. Yeah, where did um, the money have... go? <laughs> <laughs> um, Is that the indeed? ending? Did we just did we just end the show? Goodbye, everyone. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> so, uh, we we had our first trick or treat in I would say northern Cincinnati, like in the suburbs, last night, and it was pretty crazy. We had well over 150 children. Oh. The streets were packed. Yeah, it was nuts. What? Joey, Joey and Emily went off um, because Joey really wanted to go trick or treating with his mother, and I had to stay and hand out candy because in the suburbs, if you don't hand out can candy, they frown upon you. And by that, I mean the kids <laughs> too. Because I have, I'm gonna, I'm gonna slowly unravel some crazy trick or treating. So I put in my vampire things that are like molded for my teeth. It's pretty, they're pretty fun. And I just set out. I got oh, I got the pumpkins around us. I got the uh, um, the gravestones that Joey picked out at for Halloween decorate yard decorations. I got the ghost, and I set up a little thing, and I with the pumpkins, and I waited. And the kids just keep rolling in. A lot of the kids are kind of scared of my teeth, but I would like just be normal. I'm like, hey, and then they get close, and I'd say, take whatever candy you want. And then some kids would like look at me wide eyed. One kid said, "You got those Bam Bam teeth." <laughs> I said, "Bam Bam teeth." He's like, bam, bam, teeth. And his brother said, he means vampire teeth. Oh, yeah, the bam, bam, teeth. And he, like, slowly walked away from me. Like, he grabbed candy and, like, walked away. He just, like, kept watching me as he backed up the driveway. 
Christopher was, Lee, was... <laughs> Christopher Lee in the horror of Bam Bam. <laughs> <laughs> the Bam Bam. It's the Bam. Just a little kid. Um, I I also kind of ran a mini experiment for my own just fun jollies. So go. I would I would present I put a razor blade candy. in candy. <laughs> well, I put a razor blade in one piece of no. So I I said I would if there were little tiny kids I would stand up and like walk over to them and then like get down on their level like when they were like 12 feet out or whatever so they could come up to me and not be scared because sometimes if you're like six foot three and a half little kids can be scared especially with vampire teeth so it helps to get down their level so they're like more approachable and the kids loved it like i would talk to them about their outfits anytime there was um there was a group of kids dressed up as felons so they had like old timey black and white striped like jail suits and they had like uh pillowcases with like money signs on them i like that they're specifically felons yeah (laughs) no misdemeanors here no. We are felons. No, no talking tickets. These. <laughs> there what were a few. Videos. What an old so fashioned, like thoroughly modern Millie Halloween costume. That's like, it's like, Man. it's like the, the the old bum with the the kerchief bindle, the the convict. The, <laughs> I'm an old fashioned clown. <laughs> so these kids were just on the streets, and a cop car comes down the street with its lights on, and it stops, and the policeman gets out, like in front of my house, and says, "Hey." Uh, Stop right there. And then he shot And the kids kind of freak out. Uh, Well, then we all hit the ground. No. But he got out and said, Stop right there. Who wants some candy? Oh, man. Don't do that. I don't think that's the way to do that. And then one of them grabbed for the piece of candy and the cops shot him. (laughs) Yeah. When when does he shoot someone? I didn't want to. I mean, I bring this to you guys mainly because it was a little bit like sobering. First off, it's great that these men are going out in the neighborhood and doing that because it's it's kind of cute. And he just thought to give all kids candy, but he specifically, when he would stop, he would go up, like he would drive five houses and get out and give candy, and then drive another five. He was just making the rounds. And there was a ambulance and a fire truck further up the street, like in a cul-de-sac, also just set up to give out candy and to like to let kids see what a fire truck and ambulance are like. Uh, was same. that the spare? Because I like to think that we need to have all of those ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> you get the night, the night off? Yeah, I don't, dude, I don't, I guess it was the spare. There's the a lot of kids if we needed to get out of someplace. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so the cop stopped them, and the kids were like, giving the cop attitude. Oh. They're like, never catch me, copper. And I'm thinking this could not happen in certain neighborhoods. No, this is, this is just... So he happening yeah. in 2016. It should be happening in 2046. Yeah. No, I mean 1946. The year is 2046. <laughs> Children have become robots. Children are felons. <laughs> the worst criminals are anyone under 12. <laughs> Murderers, rapists. <laughs> Never get me, Kappa. So he gives everyone candy and he says, all right, kids, you be good or I'll have to take you down uh, and book you. And the kids say, you'd have to catch us first. And they just run off, like, laughing. Everyone's having a good time. Like, and then, so, and then like, the like, cop like, shot him. <laughs> and then the cop. In the back. Yes, that makes it great. We finally got into it. In the back. <laughs> and all so. the videos got erased from the dashboard. And it's weird. It's <laughs> like a 45-minute chunk that's just missing. Spooky. Weird. <laughs> There's a devil in the machine. <laughs> So were the children shot? (laughs) Tell us. Um, So I would get down and I would tell the children, like whoever they were, like, you know, take what you like. 
And most of them would take one piece of candy and be like, thank you. But some of the kids would try to sneak multiple pieces of candy and they're not getting anything over on me. I know that they're doing this. One kid had a really good sleight of hand where he went in and grabbed a piece and then when as his friend reached in and grabbed a piece, he put he slid the candy he was getting over to underneath his friend's hand and then used extra fingers to grab another piece and put it in his bag. It was expert pickpocketing skill. Like this kid has been doing this for a while. And I thought, that's pretty that's pretty legit. Except every kid there. Yeah. But every kid who did that, when they turned around and walked away, they would tell the other kids that they did it like loud enough like they were just oblivious to the fact that they were like i got an extra piece they're like no way did you so that was kind of adorable that these kids just ratted themselves out and not even kids could never be master criminals we're so far away from 2046 these kids aren't ready (laughs) we got a long ways to go um i murdered him (laughs) my question is what what candy are you do you have to give these children what are you serving well yeah we started out with skittles and starbursts because they're gluten-free and as far as like allergy friendly candy they're like some of the best you can get there's no peanuts running around in there and we, we looked it up like we purposefully bought it but here's the thing i don't know it makes have... a lot of sense to not do peanut based candy no. oh yeah uh, there's like a whole like weird blue pumpkin thing where you like paint a pumpkin blue and put it on your like out near the street to let people know that you're an allergy free house we that didn't is do the that. whitest thing i've ever yeah, heard isn't it for a blue pumpkin, that sure is white. <laughs> <laughs> so we had we started with Skittles and Starburst, but I did not know that we were going to have over 150. We may have actually had 200 trick-or-treaters, and we didn't realize until later our neighbors said, yeah, we average about two to 250 a night. I'm saying 150 because I just didn't count them. And, like for a Halloween night. Not oh. <laughs> I, was I, like, God, I know Halloween is on a Monday, but jeez. It's all weekend up here. Start Friday uh, night. <laughs> it's an epic event. But, um, so we started with that, but my mother always sends, like, Halloween care packages and just sends us copious amounts of, like, other candy. And I had to dip into the reserves, like, easily halfway through. These kids were, like, going through this candy. And these were kids, like, taking one piece at a time. And I bought maybe 100 pieces of candy. Or 150. Or not 110. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> One of the, there was a little tiny kid who was like four years old that ran up and I said, hey, take what you'd like. And he went, yeah, he took two hands and just reached in and grabbed as much as he could and lifted up and was like, yeah, like he was screaming. And his mother said, oh, Damien, put that back. Damien? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, it's fine. He can, I was like, oh, it's fine. He can take it. It's totally cool. It's all for him. <laughs> well, the, the best part was he was like a little four or three-year-old. So two fistfuls of candy was like four pieces or five. Like he was just super excited that an adult let him pick out candy. So it was great. What was he dressed as? This Batman child. Oh, okay. He was dressed as Batman. There was a lot of Batmans, a lot of Spider-Mans, a lot of princesses. There were two Harambes and one kid was all about Harambe. It was kind of weird. That's weird. Um, At one point, there were uh, teenagers. I, I don't know. Everyone that's like I see someone who's like 20, I'm like, oh, that's a child at this point. Like, I, But I don't know if these were like eighth graders, like on their last year of Halloween, or if these were like freshmen in high school. They skirted the line of like who these kids were. But they came around in a group, and they came up, and I gave them candy, because I don't, why not? I mean, come on. So they're like, really, they're, they're like, yeah, that's cool, you're letting us get candy, because I think they understand that not all adults will let them do that. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess it's... <laughs> well, there were two teenagers are so dumb. Well, there was cool. two kids on. Yeah. 
they had their backpacks as like trick or treating, but there were two kids on the street. And when they realized I was giving out candy, they ran up because they realized, oh, this is an adult that's going to give us candy. Awesome. And they were like, dude, thank you so much, man. I don't know why. <laughs> but one kid it's like, said, it's like they're panhandlers. It's like they're gutter punks. Man, we, we walk these streets and so many people just ignore us. And it's like, you're out here and it's like, you're doing God's work. <laughs> like oh, one guy, one guy. One of these kids said, you look like really familiar. Do I know you from somewhere? And I was like, I don't think so. Are you related to CJ? I'm like, no, I don't I don't know a CJ. I'm not related to CJ. Do you know, like, I don't remember the other names, but she named two names. She's like, well, like, where do you go to school? And I said, I'm 32 years old. She said, really? Damn. And just walks away. <laughs> Wait a minute. It was this so is just hilarious. another one of those... This is just another one of those kids uh, like Alex's style. <laughs> I like his style. Crazy story. Uh, I, people just stop me and they're like, Are, how old are you? No, I don't believe it. You're still in school, right? Uh, P.S. I love your style. It, <laughs> Dude, AKA, it was weird. I was like, I blow you for this I'm candy, obviously. Huh? <laughs> like, I am an adult. I had, I had, I didn't have time to change out of my work clothes. So I'm wearing like work clothes, tie, tie clip, like yeah, dress shirt, pants. You're down to clown with the clowns. Why would this kid think I was in, like in school? Like, what are you talking about? So that was weird, but she knew what kid, she wanted. She knew what candy she wanted. <laughs> but my favorite, one of my favorite parts of the night, whereas there was a house across the street and they go, they had decorated pretty crazy for Halloween, but they ran out of candy, but they kept all their Halloween stuff on, mm. like signaling. So, so many people went up to their house and just, and the woman has like a projection voice, so she was really. I could hear her from my front porch saying, "Oh, sorry, we're out. So sorry, we didn't buy enough this year. We cute costumes, though." Well, these three kids who had come to our house before, and you know, just nice kids, they're like, "Hey, good candy." These kids are pissed. So they had walked down the street and come back down her side, and he's like, "No candy? Fuck that. What's the house number?" And one kid's like nice. reading it off. He's like, "Read it out. We're gonna come back. We're, we'll we'll get them back." Nice. And they're saying uh, this. Like, it's it's, walk, it's walk trick or treat. It's trick or treat. Like, Learn the rules. Yeah. But these kids were so pissed. Like, did did they write? I'm just glad we had ads on our sidewalk. <laughs> I was worried. We came home today, and our uh, tombstones were gone. But it turns out the wind just blew them. I think. I don't know. <laughs> the, the, God cleaned up after Halloween. He was like, enough of this devilry. Now, when you say that she had a projection voice, <laughs> when you said that, I thought that she had a like a creepy megaphone that from the inside of her house she could be like, "It's a ghost." Where is the ghost? But she just shouted. Yeah, she has her natural speaking voice is very loud. Yeah, like she she's talking. Voice. She was talking not to the children on the porch, but to me across the street when she was talking. Fuck that! I just know these kids just like fuck that no candy. Bullshit. We're coming back. Get that. Just hearing them say, write the house number. Get the house number. Love it. Like they Kids were should have a purge. Kids should get to have a purge. <laughs> it's they get to do whatever they treat. want. Trick or I mean, treat. Yeah. Deliver a Smell treat. Smell my feet, bitch. Or get tricked. Smell my feet, bitch. <laughs> so many kids were like, are your teeth real? Like, we got the bam, bam teeth. <laughs> bam. Get that, that girl bam, bam. sees you. Ooh, I like that guy with the Bam Bam teeth. <laughs> I'd never heard. Suck what is on this? Man? Like, how did, how did this kid get Bam Bam for vampires? I don't. Yeah, kids are dumb. <laughs> I mean, yeah, kids are kids are pretty silly. 
That but, kid's never met a V that he could pronounce. <laughs> something, so Joey went trick-or-treating here, and then he came back, and he hung out here for a little bit before he went to his dad's house to trick-or-treat. But while he was here helping me hand out candy, he, he would just try <laughs> to scare kids. That sounds like Joey. Little, yeah, we have tombstones. We had these little skeletons that we hands that we bought that looked like this. There's a hand coming out of the ground, and this one little girl came up and um, she was kind of timid. Like her parents were with her, like right up to like the. I was like, hey, you know, take what you want, and she was like, thanks. And she picked out some Skittles, and Joey came out of nowhere with the skeleton hand and said, Happy Halloween, <laughs> and showed it to her, and she went. Ah! He's like, what? It's just, it's just fun. It's just scary. Yeah, no, no, no. Joey saw a mark. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, look at this little wilting flower. I'm gonna get her. I mean, he did it well. I mean, he was just timing was good. It was. What was and his then costume? That he provided. Yeah. What was his costume? Joey was gonna be a vampire army man, but he lost the vampire teeth at school. Like he took them because he like loved these little vampire teeth, and he had them in. But he somehow he lost them, so he just went as a soldier, which he was totally fine with. Who came up with the idea of a vampire soldier? Did he come up with that? Yeah, he was just like, I want to be it's an very, army man. No way, a strange. vampire army man. Like, He's very of the times. We we can't just have a vampire anymore. You gotta you gotta put a twist on it. Yeah, <laughs> vampire barista. He's a vampire on the front lines. He's a bam bam. He's, He's a bam bam. bam, bam. <laughs> That's what you call vampires on the front lines. They're bam-bams. How old are you? Where are you going to school? Can you drive me? Yes, I've been driving for 40 years. Yes. Watch out, Alex. Yes. Todd's how it starts. Next thing you know, you're meeting Chris Hansen. You're on the wrong side of graduation. You're on the wrong side of homecoming. One house was giving kids pizza. Is that okay? What? That's (laughs) awesome. I know, right? Like a slice of pizza, like just like here's a here's yeah. a here's a paper plate or what? How are they doing? That? I think it was awesome. You did, they didn't give it to everyone. It was actually one of my neighbors. They had ordered like a big pizza to eat while they were passing out candy, and the guy kept trying to give kids pizza, and a lot of them turned him down. But one kid was like, "Yeah, give me some pizza." So this kid was walking was over amazing. with a huge slice of pizza, just like yeah, like all he was like showing it to people, like check it out. <laughs> And he was so these, proud of this pizza. I love these California surfer dude kids. Check it out, Whoa. man. Hey, man, I got a slice of pizza. How old are you? Six. Party <laughs> <laughs> on. Smoke if you got him. That's a rough six. <laughs> I think that kid was high out of his mind. Yes. Pleased. <laughs> it was interesting. I Halloween's just awesome. I, I haven't seen a trick-or-treat like this since, like, I was a child and went trick-or-treating. Like, just the sheer number of children out in the street. It was it was fun. The exact opposite experience, I'm sure, of living in Chicago. Like, I, I don't see how anyone does trick-or-treating in Chicago proper. Like, you, you would never do that in an apartment building, right? That just seems crazy. Yeah. Well, they did it in Punky Brewster. <laughs> well, Punky Brewster needs to uh, <laughs> figure her shit out, because that ain't safe. Punky Brewster yeah. got into the fridge, so she dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Her friend got into a fridge. She didn't get into the fridge. Well, whatever. <laughs> I mean, it didn't end well. She made friends with that old lady that died. So I mean, Generation Punky. Ugh. You're right. I don't know how you do it in Chicago. I, we don't. You really don't. have trick or treaters here. I mean, it's, well, I thought it was a dying thing. A lot of people are just like losing it. I guess maybe out in the middle of. Yeah, true. There's preds everywhere. Yeah, with that weird. Well, yeah, preds and like. All the 
arms that they take because I'm I'm vaguely convinced that whatever real clown sightings there were, those guys on some level are secret preds and just want some sort of sick visceral thrill. And it either manifests as I'm going to scare adults, but in, you know inside they're like I also probably want to touch kids. <laughs> Side note, um, I posted the link. The most recent um, episode of Hanson vs. Predator, episode 6, is fucking amazing. Because the Pred comes in, and uh, when he sees Chris Hanson, he's like, Oh, Chris, no. Because they know each other. They know each other. They know each other. Yes! What do you mean? They used to be commuter friends. Like, they would, I guess they rode the same train sometimes, so, like, they would recognize each other, and he'd be like, Oh, you're Chris Hanson. Like, like he kind of became an acquaintance. First name basis. Oh, no. If that happened and I was on Chris Hansen's side, <gasps> that to me, after all these years, that would be a new low. Yeah. Like, no, I'm not supposed to know them. So good. That's not oh, how this works. I love this show. It's so good. But Hansen wasn't surprised by that, right? Like, he knew that this guy was walking no, in. No, because he was like, he looked familiar, but I couldn't figure it out until I walked out there and he, like, spoke to me. Because he's like, oh, please, Chris, please, Chris, no, please, no, no, Chris, please. And it's like, ah, this is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm so happy now. I've never been this happy in my life. This is so good. I love it's happy weird things. <laughs> <laughs> I love the guys, like, kind of explanation for why he thought 13 <laughs> read 18 look my eyes have been acting up they've been really acting up you can eye. ask my eye doctor ah, yeah. uh, like abrasion i think they, why did you ask there's no value distinction here uh what breath <laughs> they know why why um so um okay okay so your eye was scratched so you thought the 13 was an 18 well then why was your next question um you're not the police are you because i could get in a lot of trouble <laughs> Why do people ask that question? It is 2016. People are out of their fucking minds. You're not the police, are you? Oh my god, you idiot. <laughs> ask that question in 1999. Do not ask that question now. What is wrong with you? I was going to say, there's no value distinction in this question, but was this guy he knew, was he going after a girl or a boy? Um, boy. Okay. 13-year-old. Oh, yeah. Boy. Hey, I'm 13. <laughs> They're dude actors, like, no way. Yep. Like, everyone hey. was like, oh, that guy's yeah. 22. Yeah, that guy's uh, 13. I think you lied, sir. Yeah, 13-year-olds aren't this ripped. <laughs> like, they're the size of pillows. They're very small. <laughs> they're, they're, they're tiny. You are a very, very tall, muscular 13-year-old man. Brad posted it on the uh, Facebook group, but I have a question for you, Brad. Um, cause I don't, Jonathan, you haven't watched it yet, right? I've only seen a little bit of, I think the first one you ever posted. Yeah. It kind of creeps me out to, in a way that it delights Brad, but it really makes it. me sad. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it makes, I, yeah. Um, but during, cause it's in three installments and it says at one point after the break, we book the guy, we, you know, learn more stuff down at the precinct, but you'll never, you'll never believe what we found in his car. Mm. What did they find? Like, the only thing that they mentioned was, like, yeah, and we found uh, a gay porno. Yeah, they found and the porn. name of it was a little bit, like, it had a weird alliteration to it, but I thought, is that it? Just yeah. a pornographic video? What, what like, cock jocks? Like, cock jocks. Yeah, I mean, that's probably what it was. Cock. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It I was love just... chocolate for cock. <laughs> I don't, was it, like, 
It, it was something with a B, and I'm making something in my head, and I'm not going to say it. But that's weird. They don't need those little like yeah, well, going because, to like, break teasers, do they? Definitely been episodes. Well, where, like, it's part of a larger show. Yeah, there've definitely been episodes where they go to the car and like they try to act like they found something in the car, and it's like we found rope and duct tape, and I'm like, I don't know. You can theoretically have rope and duct tape just in your car. Mm, what? No. Sure. What Dude, you don't need duct tape in your car. Duct tape give, may be roped. Give me an example. Of what you might need that for. Well, I just... Well, listen, I grew up around, I grew up around old people that were terrified of, like, weather events or anything. Always had, like, shit in their car in case of emergencies. Like, and there was always rope, fucking tape, fucking... Not buying this. <laughs> no, shit. man. Cups. I've never... Cups. Old straws. Cups make sense because old there's a cup holder. Old yes. people fine. And I'm talking old... But if you're if you're a person in this world just walking around and I get in the backseat of your car <laughs> and I see rope and duct tape and nothing else, <laughs> yeah, and I think to myself, what a wonderful world. <laughs> yeah. That's weird, Brad. <laughs> weird, man. Doesn't seem that weird to and me. If you <laughs> have like a truck, like you have like a util- like a truck that you're like moving stuff around for people, then yes, you'll have rope sure. because you need yeah. maybe more bunny that's cords. Every, that's everybody in Tennessee, though. Like I feel like everybody has that shit in their vehicle. A truck, dude. A truck. I don't know about rope, mate. That's the the rope and the duct tape together are what I feel together. Like rope, like rope. One of them in the car, I could kind of see maybe. My Pinion. childhood, I don't think I ever went into any location that there was not rope. <laughs> what? That's interesting. <laughs> That's the broadest, most blanket statement I've ever heard in my life. I didn't walk you into say, a single space that didn't have rope. I'm trying to think there was a room in my house as a child that didn't have rope in it. My grandfather had a rope in his truck, but then again, he you'd use it to use like the cover he kept in his truck sometimes if he was hauling stuff, and it was just something he kept back there. But there wasn't any duct tape in that truck, Brad. Are we just no. really, are we dancing around the fact that maybe the ball debate was never solved? <laughs> I think we're still angry about the ball debate. I know I am. <laughs> what is a ball? There's no what debate. do you mean, what is a ball? <laughs> Guys, Football's by the time... Yeah, we, we, st- we start recording at 7 o'clock at night, theoretically. Um, and we can go into, like, 12... Like we, The longest we've ever gone, like, I think, is 11.30 as of late. Maybe a little bit later. So at, at a point, especially... I don't know. I can't speak for you, Brad. But there are times I'm a little loopy in some of these because I am exhausted. Get punch drunk. It's all good. I will say I this in your defense, Alex. The definition that you read from the dictionary is you say round-ish, and that relates to it says like as it relates to sports. So they're 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 bringing in the football by saying that. I, a football a football is not is not round at all. I think you've you've awoken. We don't the beast. call it a <laughs> we don't call it a ball. We call it a football. It is it's its own thing. The football it's a ball that. That looks elongated like a foot, maybe. Maybe well, kicking well, it has nothing to do with the, the fact of its shape. Spherical or approximately spherical shape, body or shape. Yeah, approximately. It is approximately. It is spherical. not approximately spherical at all. Yeah, well. Now get to the part with roundish. Now get to the part with roundish. No, there is no part with roundish. A spherical or approximately spherical body or shape. Sphere. Um, definition two: a, if okay, you a round or roundish body of various sizes. Yeah, there we go. Definition two. Yeah. Roundish, still not roundish. It's not round. <laughs> roundish, it's roundish. roundish. If you have like a uh, prop, smaller football, like for a souvenir thing, okay, <laughs> it starts to get more elongated. But if you've actually held like a professional football, which I have, I've, I have. 
Name drop. <laughs> if I may, if I, I may, was, uh, if I may. I remember. I've told this on the show before. I played on at Paul Brown Stadium with Alex. professional Bengals players. So I, Alex, I held a real football with professional wanna, football players. Do you want us to imagine a ball inside of a football? No, what I want you to do is take tape measure and I want you to wrap it around. Yeah. Now remove the football. What was there? What was there? I really think it could have been like Michu Kaku could have been like replaced. Like oh, I could good. read the same thing about my, like with a football. Imagine a football and you take a piece of tape and wrap around it. It's called quantum physics. And quantum mechanics. by its own life experiences. It's called a ball vortex. Brad, there's one of the latest episodes of Star Talk. They have Michu Kaku on talking about time travel, and you have to listen to it because it is the most ridiculous nonsense you so have. Much. Like at this point, there's no cloaking it. There's no. no cloaking it. It's just like he keeps mentioning time vortexes and like a river of like space time, and it's like, dude, oh you are really getting in the weeds with these weird He's metaphors. Never not That's been some in the Windows weeds. 95 screensaver shit. There was time. The best part, and you should listen to it just for this. At the very beginning, he's introducing everyone. Um, I cannot think of his name right now. The Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's introducing people, and when he introduces Michu Kaku, he says, "A theoretical physicist." He (laughs) says it like a question, (laughs) and it is fucking amazing. (laughs) He tries to get it in under the radar. Yeah, it is so awesome. He is a theoretical physicist. Theoretically? Did you <laughs> He wrote something in the uh, mid-90s, Not hasn't really published anything since then, and the one thing he did publish, it's kind of probably bullshit. Well, he, he hasn't published said, a book since the 90s? books, but not, I think he's published but other not things. scientific but... research or theory. Oh, fair enough. Well, I don't, well, I don't know. I'm pretty sure. He found him. I'm pretty sure he's just been on talk shows Same. since the 90s. At one point during the whole talk on time travel, which they interviewed the guy who plays Doc Brown, Christopher Lloyd, and like other people, <laughs> like someone who is like a Doctor Who actor, like someone who has like I don't know why he's just interviewing these random po- pop culture people. Than a uh, well, it's when you hear him talk, he introduces the woman who plays the Master on Doctor Who. I I haven't watched Doctor Who proper in a while. Man. Talking about trolling for fucking clicks and downloads. Good lord. I don't. People love Doctor Who. I guess I don't know. I mean, he's got a he's got to play to an audience. They bring Sam Malone in. They're like Sam Malone. <laughs> oh! You're a real person. You're a real person. So Sam Malone, you've been acting for years. Uh, Sam Malone, star of Becker and CSI. And CSI, Three Men and a Little Lady. <laughs> three Men and a Little Lady. Not Three Men and a Baby. We don't go there first. The rare my example sis- of a sequel outperforming the original. <laughs> my sister won Three Men and a Little Lady on VHS in a random like a lottery as a child, and we watched that thing easily twenty times in childhood. Uh, I oh, I know Sam, Beckett, and I knew him as Sam Beckett there. I was like, "There's no. Sam Beckett." I went on a Sam, Sam, Sam alone. My Sam Beckett. 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 Who is Samuel Beckett? That's oh, no. Samuel Beckett's someone else. Also, Sam yeah. Beckett okay. is. Yes, yeah. A man brings himself out of a pot of dirt and repeats the same line 14 times. <laughs> Where everybody knows your name. Where Guys, everybody knows your name. No, Where everybody knows no your name. <laughs> no excuse of this. Anyway, yeah. Uh, I went on a couple of dates with a guy who uh, told me that his little sister was the little girl from Three Men and a Little Lady. 
That was her first role. And then she almost got the role of Peter Pan's daughter in Hook, but she decided to stop acting. And her parents said, could you maybe just do this one? Because it's a lot of money. <laughs> it's a Steven Spielberg film. Yeah. Please? And she said no. So she didn't get to play the part. End, wow. of, end of story. I bet that's the biggest regret she's ever had. Probably not. <laughs> she's probably like, have you seen that thing? Have you seen that thing? Hook? Yeah, it's like two and a half hours. It's kind of yeah, crazy. Bit, bit of a drudgery. Boys, I have a poem for you. Is it spooky? Who knows? Maybe we're transitioning slowly but surely out of Halloween with this poem. Here's that poem. The Rhyme of the Ancient Showerhead, abridged by Amanda Richards. Day after day, day after day, we bathed without emotion, as boring as a dripping tap, just draining to the ocean. Not hot nor cold could be controlled. Our shower was the worst. It either kept the water in or loosed it in a burst. Twas time it was to make a change, cause this old one is cursed. We put thread tape around the threads and tightened easily. And from the first, the torrent burst and filled us all with glee. Water, water everywhere, much easier than you'd think. Water, water everywhere, drops big enough to drink. Ah, well a day, what happy looks had I from old and young, our ancient cross, our albatross, into the trash was flung. Farewell, farewell, but this I tell to thee, my dear house guest, if you should stay with me today, our shower is the best. Prose, aesthetically pleasing, lifetime warranty, easy to install, only thread tape needed, not included. Uses less water without sacrificing pressure. Has two settings, the water saving 1.85 GPM and the high volume 2.5 GPM. Water pressure feels more powerful. Spray holes don't need cleaning. Affordable and great value for money. Cons, people don't want to come out of the shower, ever, can cause chronic lateness. Now I have to go buy these for every shower in the house. Five stars. That is Amanda Richards' poetic review of the Delta 75152 <laughs> 327-inch single-function shower head with H2O kinetic technology chrome. She is a Hall of Fame badge recipient. That's right. You can get Amazon reviewer badges. What? Wow. If you do enough time in the world of Amazon reviews, you get badges. Who has the time to... I, I... Everyone. She wrote a poem, Brad. That's a that's a whole new game to play. I didn't even realize it existed. Getting badges on Amazon, badges huh? How many badges you have, Alex? Badges I don't have any yet. badges yet. I only still only have three reviews. Uh, I do have like six or seven book reviews oh. on Audible. Hmm. Um, well, three hundred and sixteen people found Amanda's review they? helpful, so I don't know. If wow, they I, did. I want to go and and not and find it not helpful. <laughs> what if I need is a gimmick. What I need yeah, you need a poem. You need something like the poem. I need something like a poem, like a haiku review. Haiku reviews. Everyone will know what you're doing. They're going to be like, ah, he's trying to crib Amanda's style. Have you ever heard of YouTube haikus? I thought you were going to be like, have you ever heard of YouTube? <laughs> hey, real quick, guys. There's something called YouTube. I think it's you need really to check it out. Up. You ever tuned no. to you? Someone introduced me to a subreddit 
And part of me doesn't like it on principle alone, but it's a subreddit called YouTube Haiku. Now, the people who go the extra mile will create haikus out of YouTube videos, like legitimate haikus. And they'll just take snippets of like video and they'll splice them together to make no. a haiku. Because at least no. then it's a haiku. But they've also, anything that's like a short YouTube video, something that's like basically a vine, they're considering a YouTube haiku and you just put up a YouTube haiku. Like they're basically rebranding short videos as haiku. And those are the people who don't, it's just like short form, it's yeah. it's Vine, but they're yeah, calling it YouTube Haiku. It's its own tail, good I know, lord. Right? But you kind of like it. You said no, part of I you doesn't like it on principle. Well, I don't like it on principle because one, it's stealing Vine and the concept of short form video. When Vine is shutting down, we all know this, Twitter's decided to pull the plug on it. Which, uh, which is a bummer because honestly, yeah. some of the funniest shit I've seen in the last couple of years has been through Vine. Like genuinely Easily. laugh out loud stuff. Yeah, there's like tons of... I, it's a tragedy, and none of us really know how it happened. But wasn't profitable. People mostly by it. really young people too, like yeah. like teenagers who have better senses of humor and com comedic timing than ninety percent of the people in this Chicago community. <laughs> so sorry, you burnt by that fifteen-year-old. <laughs> also, the wonderful thing about Vine is that it's short. So these kids have to like create a joke or like something in a short very short amount of time like that's teaching kids to be succinct with their joke just be like all right let's get timing right let's do this like it's awesome like it was a one great format for some reason there there's a subreddit that's trying to transition that to like youtube so they call them youtube haikus and they're not actual haikus which bothers me except some of them are and then it's like why did you spend four hours doing this or eight i don't know how many I mean, everybody I has their weird pursuits. Look at what we're doing. <laughs> Very true. Welcome to Ram Jack. Everyone um, kind of uses other material for their own purposes. Look at what we're doing. <laughs> but for some reason, it just doesn't on. interest me. It's it not that I just like, <laughs> keep going, a podcast, you say, Ram Jack? <laughs> um, but I, I have, you told me that, and my immediate response was, good Lord, I have beyond negative interest in watching yeah, a YouTube yeah. haiku. That sounds... The so mailman went to the store. End of haiku. Oh, thank you. No, no. Yeah, so... Nope, 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 nope. Yeah, I don't know if haikus are for me on my review game, but I do need, like, a review thing. Like, I don't know badges, what... Alex. I need to get it. Badges. Guys, badges. Jonathan, bringing up that visual reviews, do visual-only reviews, photos of you with the product, stories, oh, tell photo-only reviews? That's not yes. a bad idea. Check out the photos. People find photos on Amazon reviews helpful, I've found. Jonathan, that's actually a really good idea. You saw my you saw my review of that shitty ass fucking entertainment center that was made out of like fucking balsa wood and would fucking fall over if a bird chirped at it. But if you did chirp, a series chirp. of reviews that were Fun. purely visual, like you just like the was <laughs> check out photos for review, and it's just you like looking at this thing and then like like a series of pictures of you with this product telling a story about your review i've not seen that that might be pretty neat i don't want you to do this alex <laughs> don't take me <laughs> don't no, do no, this no, no, alex, i don't know i suggest you do I... this go ahead um go ahead and add it to the list of things you're gonna do <laughs> <laughs> that's the check right now taking it to the bank what do you mean what what do you it's mean i mean it I'm is the season it is the season for reviews because everyone's going to be buying presents for people because of the holiday season. Dude, Black Friday's around the corner. Everyone's laser focused on Amazon or any reviews right. because 
this is the time to have them. So if you're gonna if you're gonna make it if you're gonna break it break big into this badge game on Amazon and reviews, Do you got to strike with Iron Titan. That's now. I fully support you. <laughs> the only thing you need to read reviews for on Amazon are like house items, like furniture and stuff like that. Oh, because anything else, I'm not necessarily interested in people's opinions. Like, no offense, but it's like a video game. Unless I've heard that the reviews in general and like the press are bad. I'm not necessarily interested in like an Amazon review, but furniture like a fucking couch or an end table, I need to know if that thing is gonna like be a piece of shit when it shows oh, yeah. up. Cause it's Amazon, but you're also buying it through a third party and I don't fucking trust half of these goddamn small business furniture suppliers. Furniture. <laughs> well, even like power tools. Like I, I looked at Amazon reviews when I bought my leaf blower slash vacuum mulcher. And it did. It did help my decision. Like I was like, all right, this is the one. This is the one I'm gonna get. That's gotta be the, the butchiest Amazon reviews ever. Let me tell you about these power tools. <laughs> Let me tell you, this one doesn't have a metal ring for the uh, mulch. It has a plastic ring. They I don't know if it's gonna hold up too well. I'll let I you know my, in months. I got my wife the titty cancer tools. <laughs> Davy Pink. <laughs> Davy Pink. Yep. Boys, uh, we have another visitor here, a spooky visitor that we haven't seen or heard from in quite some time because she threatened to, I don't know, sue me, kill me. I don't know. (laughs) I don't really remember. Careful, Uh, Jonathan. Careful. As Chris told me, he was like, should you read another one of her pieces considering? (laughs) You're tempting fate here, friend. It's like the Necromonicon. Don't say those words out loud. Uh, of course, we're talking about Laura Wimsett. Uh, there was a week and a couple of weeks ago where the paywall for the Messenger Inquirer went down. And for whatever reason, you could just read all of her shit without paying a dollar for a 20. I used to do that every two weeks. I would pay a dollar to access the website, copy and paste those columns, and put them <laughs> on Wikipedia. I'm out of my mind. Still out of my mind, because here we are. I'm going to read you column that I copied and pasted. Um, I, I, I showed, I actually read both of these to Chris, and he said those were both so dreadful. And I said, which of them would you rather hear on a podcast? And he was like, the first one. So I'm going to take his advice and go with this first one. I don't know what the headline is. Um, I didn't copy and paste that. Uh, but here it is, uh, a traditional, ooh, a traditional fall reading of a Laura Whimsic column. Hmm. Is it as good as the angel up on the roof? No. What is? <laughs> Nothing will ever beat literally the first column we ever read. Nothing will ever beat that. I, I have an autographed copy. There is absolutely no reason. I have an what? autographed copy of it. Oh, no. Hey, that's it technically is. mine. <laughs> so, there is absolutely no reason why this would be the case. But every day when I check my mailbox, I always feel a tingle of excitement that there might be a big check or a personal letter from a dear friend or at least a greeting card from someone letting me know they are thinking of me i never receive any of those things but opening my mail but she never receives any of those never. things. <laughs> never you ain't getting that check you ain't getting you ain't getting that personal I'll letter only comes to a few of us laura <laughs> you ain't getting a greeting card neither i never receive any of those things but opening my mailbox remains a thrilling experience A couple of weeks ago, the anticipation paid off. At first, it was just the usual letdown. Junk mail, credit card offers, and coupons. I don't even open this stuff anymore. I just throw it in a trash can and move on. Already looking for (laughs) it. She's really living wild. (laughs) I don't even look at it anymore. James Dean, you watch yourself. 
I'm over it. <laughs> Laura, what are you rebelling against? What do you got? <laughs> Suck your coupons. I got my Lysol, full price. Uh, <laughs> I don't even open this stuff anymore. I just throw it in the trash can and move on. Already looking forward to tomorrow's mail, which will surely bring a check or a letter or a card. <laughs> On this particular day, I almost tossed a letter from my bank in the trash. It looked like one of those usual blah, blah letters with all the legalese stuff that nobody ever reads. But for some reason, I went ahead and opened it anyway and perked right up. My bank, BBNT, <laughs> let's just let's just say Bam Bam. <laughs> bank is Bam Bam. <laughs> my bank, Bam Bam is moving from its current location at the corner of 3rd and Frederica to that pretty building down the street with the big clock and the old facade and columns and fancy scroll work and the nicely tinted mirror windows that always makes me think of a reflection into the past. <laughs> reflection <laughs> into one. the past. I'm going to read that one more time. Wow. I think Bam Bam is moving from its current location at the corner of 3rd and Frederica to that pretty building down the street with the big clock and the old facade and columns and fancy scroll work and the nicely tinted mirror windows that always make me think of a reflection into the past. This letter, this letter was to inform me that they are not moving the safety deposit boxes, however, and that I needed to come and get my stuff before October 5th. I was at the bank the very next day. I've had that lockbox for years and years. I got it way back when the bank was still Owensboro National. They had some kind of special promotion that gave me a free lockbox and free checks. When Area Bank took over a few years later, what are these fucking names? Wow. Area Small town banks. banks? Small town banks. When Area Bank took over a few years later, they were crabby and voided that deal. But I kept the lockbox anyway just because it's cool to have one. So that's why this long story has led to this. Which is to say, finally, my mailbox had brought me the excitement I dreamed of. This was just what I had been waiting for. Maybe. I hadn't visited my box in years and couldn't even remember what was inside. I was paying for it, yet I didn't know what was inside. <laughs> I have no idea why I entertained visions of jewels and old family heirlooms and gold coins <laughs> when I've never owned any of those things and knew they couldn't possibly be in my logbox. Fuck. <laughs> that is, unless someone else had broken into my box and loaded it up with treasures. Which even I have to admit is pretty unlikely. Even I, even I even, have to admit. Even I, Laura, even I, the dreamer, <laughs> with the bells upon my head, how do they jingle? You can't just walk into the vault at this bank, <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to the old area bank. <laughs> the, what are you, the mother of gangsters? The little old mother of gangsters? Oh, let me walk into the bank. It's 1903. You have to wait for someone to take you back there. They have a key and you have a key, and you need them both to open the heavy steel door with your number on it. Creak. And then they discreetly leave you alone as you slide the long, narrow box out of its slot and lift the lid to reveal whatever might be inside. Anyway, <laughs> she literally says, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> I asked the friendly, helpful lady what they are going to do if there are any boxes nobody comes to clean out, and she said there is a process by which someone drills 
out the locks and removes the boxes and their contents, with several people on hand as witnesses as they inventory the contents. I would love to be there when they do that. It would be my best chance to ever get close to those jewels and gold coins that fill my imagination. But I don't think they'll let me. Real talk, that would be super awesome to watch. Unclaimed safe deposit boxes just drilled, and then, like, what? Then I mean, that is, like, that would be fun. Yeah, but I don't really see how many variations on what you'd see. Oh, no. Nine times out of ten, it might be just family photos or, like, something kind of mundane and weird, but that one time out of ten, you're going to get some weird stuff that's going to be mysterious. Well, it's not like if there was a letter in that box that they're going to read the letter out loud and oh. you get to hear some, like, crazy shit. <laughs> Well, of course they are. That's what the whole group's there. You got to inventory it, and you got to know right, what's right. in the letter. So you read open that it. letter, Charlie. Read it out. It's not <laughs> mail. It's not mail, Jonathan. You can open it if it's just a normal letter, because it's not. Him. A I am the Zodiac Killer. I <laughs> killed. I killed him. This is my confession. That would actually be pretty creepy. What's this letter? To those who've <laughs> opened the safe deposit box. Wronged me. I was pretty bummed when she gently told me I had to give my key back. Give it back. <laughs> give it back. She, yeah, she put a hand on her tit. <laughs> she said, give it back. Surrender it up, partner. No. When she gently told me I had to give my key back to the bank, it was a pretty key, very ornate. I've been careful to keep up with it for more than 20 years, and I was sorry to let it go. I asked if they could possibly make an exception and let me keep my key? She said she would ask and made a note in her files. No, she didn't. All I can do now... Yeah. All I can do now is hope. What was in the box? What was in my box, you ask? <laughs> what was in the trash can beside this woman's desk? The note that she was going to uh, <laughs> ask if you could hey, keep you told that lady that you were going to ask about the key. Fuck that. You even have a file system for that. She what? A kiln. <laughs> the legal bank kiln for all the keys. Kiln bank, huh? Weird name. Yeah. Weird, isn't it? Uh, what was in my box, you ask? Didn't. One lone sheet of paper. Worthless. Its contents outdated and irrelevant now. I didn't mind. Not really. I'd enjoyed the thrill of possibility. Ah, now there's a treasure. Okay. Wow, Laura. Wow. <sighs> that is. Tell me, that's not it. That's it. No way. <sighs> what the fuck the was on the piece of paper? What the fuck was, was on the waiting. piece of paper? Nothing. It doesn't matter. It's like, oh, it's your, it's your marriage. Why would you keep it in a safe deposit box? Oh, that has to be what oh, it is. Brad. What a oh, gumshoe. Brad, huh? What a disgustingly dark burn. <laughs> <laughs> your failed marriage. <laughs> What's in the box? What's in the box? Your failed marriage. Oh, Why has she kept paying twenty or thirty dollars a year for this? Why has she hmm. kept the box for that long? Like, Why would you keep that like the key? Box? She liked the but key. I mean, like, if you're gonna have the box, at least like put like I don't know, like social security paperwork in there, like something. She doesn't have any. You, she, you have your. She has. Anything. She has your birth, birth certificates, children's she has birth M&Ms. certificates. Like something, like an old ring. I don't know. Those little like 
springy snakes that pop out of cans yes. when you unscrew them. <laughs> now that'd be fun to see at a fucking opening. That'd be great. <laughs> All right, we're opening up uh, vault number thirty-two, and <laughs> oh, guys, this lockbox just says, "Oh, someone left a jar of candy in here." <laughs> well, I guess we'll have to inventory it. Oh, snakes! Terrifying. <laughs> that. On the outside of this lockbox, this metal lockbox, it says can of peanut brittle. <laughs> huh. I, mean, I could go peanut brittle. <laughs> we'll open that one first. She got us. That Laura, that bit. Red. He knew exactly what it was. Well done. I'd say that's a pretty good dumb Laura call. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome, dumb. <laughs> I, uh... Ooh, the real treasure. The fact that you thought there might be something okay. worth, like, I, you put it there. You put so it there. He's so full of shit. He's so full of shit. You put in a safe deposit box. When you put one thing in the safe deposit box that you pay for. Because she's lying. Room. She's yeah. just okay. lying. I think she comes up with this shit to sound more whimsical than she is because... Honestly, I mean, it's so exhausting. This insistence that she is just so above everything. And like, yeah, some things get me down and I'm just normal like anyone else. But I like to think that after all my many years of experience, I've learned a couple of things and I don't sweat the small stuff. Everybody sweats the small stuff. Shut up. Um, she knows her audience. I bet people in your hometown like just love this stuff. Like every Still Sunday. How my mom figured out I'm not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> she figured it out. She was like, "You wanted that for all the wrong reasons." <laughs> Wait a minute. You've been Wait paying a, a dollar every two weeks, and you're not a fan. Wait a minute. Mother, it's a gold mine. Mother, it's a comedy gold mine. You don't get it. It's comedy. I'm in comedy. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> That's what my mom should say. Are you? <laughs> I don't see much of it. <laughs> You know, for a workman, your product ain't that tangible. <laughs> I work, mother. I make comedy. I read and I point and I sneer. That's my occupation. <laughs> there. I mean, in retrospect, that whole Laura thing. I mean, come that on. That's going to go down as the most. Yeah, it was a disaster. One of the most epic things that's ever happened in and around the show, for sure. I mean, the let's. Whole, the whole arc. The whole getting the book arc. Dude, Brad pretending I... to be a woman. <laughs> It's me, Bradina. <laughs> I mean, you got an article so sick. of the first article we read on here. Like, that is awesome that you were able to get that, Brad. <laughs> and all that work for the book and John this. Oh, wait, my mom had an extra. I, yeah, I just got a copy right here. No, that, was, that, that was honestly the most ridiculous turn. That was, that was all. Look, she had the book in your so house, bad. your childhood so home. Oh, yeah, I got an extra copy. What? Maybe you can find it at the market. <laughs> You've been sending me these articles for months and you didn't send me the fucking book? The first time I read a Laura column was on February 13th, 2013. <laughs> sorry, sorry, bitch, but you in it. <laughs> You're part of the family, so figure it out. <laughs> you can act like you don't want to be in this family all you want. Your son can fucking snoop the internet and sneak on my shit all he fucking wants when he's not fucking coaching Little League Baseball. <laughs> <laughs> but you in it give me a hug <laughs> bring it in love it 
Why did she turn from me? <laughs> Why won't she love me? <laughs> because you hate her. <laughs> Mom, it's for comedy. I'm a comedian. Are you? <laughs> She's my muse, so to speak. Uh, are, are, are you? I'm a writer. Are you? <laughs> Seems like you read a lot of people's writings out loud. <laughs> uh, I still wish you would have dinner with Laura at some point. I mean, yes. that would be like, could that ever happen? I mean, I know that would be a nightmare for many reasons. If I but... could just have the money to be a billionaire agitator, that would happen. Oh, one of the first Definitely. things we would do is get Laura Wimsett. Well, you I'd never write. I'd you hire her to write stuff just it. for Jonathan to read. <laughs> I want to purchase I... all your back catalog, and Jonathan gets to read all your stuff before it goes I... public. You would, you would, you would send me a gilded invitation to something that I would yes. really want to go to, and I would show up, and Laura would be there, and I'd be like, "No." And then the doors would be locked. And you're our I waiter, would... and you're wearing a yes, funny I mustache. <laughs> I would invite. Yes. And by the way, the event is a masquerade ball and everyone has to wear masks. And Jonathan, you're sitting at a table with a bunch of strangers. You don't know who they are until, until you start chatting with them. <laughs> I start hitting it up with this really nice lady and we, the drinks start flowing. I'm not gay. <laughs> I make love to her. Ding Surprise! dong, midnight, midnight. Take the masks off. It's midnight tradition. Take it off, midnight. <laughs> What? What? And then there's there's been one table over to the side that has a can of peanut brittle, and suddenly the table just pops open, and it's Brad and I. Surprise! Surprise! We did it! We did it! Agitators! Yes. I thought Brad and Alex were the host and the waiter, respectively. <laughs> Those mustaches really did the trick. We've been rehearsing for a week just trying to get this. You'd be a week. surprised. I think a lot more time would have to go into this. You got Laura to Chicago. What it, What was Ken Burns in Chicago? You told her Ken Burns was going to like wine and diner. Ken Burns is somewhere at this costume ball. She thinks it's me. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I loved your baseball documentary. I know you did. All 32 parts of it. If you ever want to make a teacher happy, give her a pencil sharpener. <laughs> That's from the other one. I assumed. <laughs> Unless you're just having a stroke. I had a, I had a free one to give away at work last week. First come, first served, and was overwhelmed with emails and calls from teachers saying, Me, me, I want it. Who knew there is such a demand for good quality hand-cranked pencil sharpeners? <laughs> hand-cranked? Blech. 2016. Type. <laughs> she got a joke, uh... Accepted by the late night horror camp show Svengooli. You know, the old late night horror movie showcase show Svengooli. Yeah. She submitted a joke and it got accepted. It's the joke about Brown Paper Jake Jake and the Posse. You know that joke, Brad. Oh boy, no, 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 no. Yes, you do. Don't, yes. Don't you even do. know. <laughs> May I read you one more? I try not to be a paranoid conspiracy theorist, but sometimes there is just no other explanation. <laughs> Apparently someone out there is monitoring purchases made with my debit card because every time they notice a trend in my shopping, voila, the item I like is out of stock, discontinued, no longer available, or quote, new and improved, which really just means we changed it so you won't like it anymore. Think I'm kidding? I didn't take it personally when they quit making the light brown M&Ms, but I am on to them now. 
Just try to find Docker's slacks for ladies or single-serving packs of Cheetos. Chevrolet even quit making the S10 just because that's what I like. You can still buy Cheetos. Um, definitely. Light brown and M's. What are you talking about? Why do you care? I care about the color of M and M's. They're my favorite. Also, the light brown M and M has been gone for like 10, 15 years. Well, as she says at the beginning of this, she's been writing this column for more than 27 Fuck. years. It always surprises me when some people claim they never remember their dreams. How sad. Dreams are fascinating. The fact that they make no sense doesn't bother me at all. In fact, I like it. This week alone, in my dreams, I had a large floral tattoo on my side and some kind of ancient Mayan symbol on my shoulder blade. In another dream, I was walking across my backyard looking for discarded pop bottles when I saw a former co-worker Anne Wittenhill walking toward me, impeccable as she always was, in a brown houndstooth checked skirt, a smart blazer, and a blouse with a bow tie tied neatly at the neck. In another, I was married to a guy who ate ice cream as he watched me painting a large canvas with a wadded up <laughs> rag dipped in paint. End of paragraph. The only thing worse than someone Next talking topic. about their dreams is Laura Wimsett talking about her dreams. <laughs> Not just anyone. Uh, Laura wins it. <laughs> Alright, that's enough. <laughs> that's Whatever happened to single-serving packs of chinos? <laughs> Nothing. They're still there. But they're in the variety pack. <laughs> Go to 7-Eleven. We don't have that in Kentucky. I don't think we do. But that's not my problem. Like, <laughs> and that's yeah, not Cheetos' problem. Go to any gas station. I'm, I'm pretty sure you can find a fucking Cheeto. Ugh. You can't throw a stone in this town without fucking hitting a bag of Cheetos. So, we've got a new game to play, more or less, on Ramjack. Creepy. <laughs> it's called That's Investable. And basically, I'm going to be giving Brad and Jonathan, I'm going to be bringing them ideas that are legitimate ideas people in my life have had and have shared with me whether in a group discussion or just like interpersonal conversation over lunch or something. And I want Brad and Jonathan, as investors, by the way, playing the part of investors, yes. uh, with the Ramjack podcast fortune, um, our trust. Which is inexhaustible. It's huge. It's, it's got whether we should use that to invest in these ideas while the iron's hot. Picture all of those gems and jewels and gold coins that Laura was talking about. That's what yes. we got. Yeah, the Ramjack Trust is huge and overflowing, but we need to, to keep that money building. We need ideas. We need to invest. We've got to make good investments so we can become um, great um, billionaire agitators. Yeah. Exactly. Interest compounded is interest end of phrase. <laughs> <laughs> That's Jonathan's catchphrase during this. That's interest compounded is interest end of phrase, my boy. <laughs> tut tut. <laughs> All right, uh, here's the first idea. So I was uh, with some coworkers, and they I were explaining- I love all <laughs> ah! And they were talking about how they had went to a concert in Columbus, Ohio. Now that's maybe an hour and a half to two hours from Cincinnati, not a big stretch, not a long drive. But they say that they used to go to concerts all the time in Columbus, but they kind of have second thoughts about doing it now because we're all getting older. 
And wow. it used to be we could drive back from Columbus and get home at like one or two at night and be fine the next day. But it's getting really hard to like function. Even on a weekend, like if I go there on a Friday and go to a concert and come back, it's just I, the whole weekend I've got to recover. So they um, come up with the idea. There's got to be a better way to do this. <laughs> Did they come up with the idea of not drinking in your 30s? Did they come up with the idea of maybe this isn't about them recovering over the weekend, but it's like their weird coded racism? Well, I don't want to go to Columbus. <laughs> Why not? Well, it just doesn't feel safe anymore. Not like when we were kids, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, I've been to concerts in Columbus since when. But these people were like, yeah, and you know, I would stay at a hotel, but then I got to spend money at a hotel. And it's like, do I go up there for a concert and then spend money in a hotel? And then like, then I'm in Columbus. Like, why am I not spending the weekend in Columbus if I'm already up there? It's just a hassle. I wish there was a way that I could just, like, if there was an Uber that would take me to Columbus and just take me back. Like, if Uber was just that great and wasn't expensive. Yeah, like, I really wish I could have my car in the city I'm going to. So I wish someone could just drive my car. Well, wait a minute. Is there an idea there? Yeah, you give your friend, like, what? five bucks and, and says, hey, drive my car, sober friend. No. Everything needs a name. And we are bringing to you today the car fairy. The car fairy is yeah. not. <laughs> Say it thrice, my boy. <laughs> I am. I am scared to. Uh, good sir, but um. What happens is that you, let's say that you're in Cincinnati and you've got a concert in Columbus or an engagement. Something's happening in Columbus and you want to have your car there. But you don't want to drive. It only works in Columbus. <laughs> well, I'm using a real world example. Really, really no, no, no. I really do like the idea that it's only in Columbus. <laughs> ah, shit. Satellite not. cities. Maybe Dayton, maybe Cincinnati, maybe Lexington and Louisville should we expand. Indianapolis. All cities that could use the, the car... <laughs> so what happens is you have a you you pull into the area where the, where you uh, board a large uh, semi truck like you would transport cars, but you would drive up into it in your car and you would park. They would attach, make sure your car was going to move, and then you'd load more of them. So you probably get like maybe six or nine cars into this thing, and you just sit in your car while Tractor Trailer drives you to another city and then lets you go. <laughs> That's that is so fucking insane. <laughs> there might be a way to get out of your car on the car ferry, like a bus, <laughs> and maybe go to an observation deck on the top. What? And maybe go a to the bathroom. I, I just, I can't believe this. Like a, a literal car I, ferry. In no point did I think you get into your car. You get into your car. You drive That's it into this semi truck. <laughs> you drive it up into a semi truck. They stack and then, it, guys. And then, and then, yeah, they stack them, which is insane. And everybody's in their cars. How did they fucking get out of their cars if they're on the top level? But there's an observation deck in this semi truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This, how tall is this thing? Because it can't be wider than a lane of traffic. <laughs> No. Okay, here's what you... And it, it can't be too tall because it can't go under bridges. All right, you drive up to Optimus Prime, he picks up your car, and he carries it to fucking Columbus. <laughs> what are you talking about? Are you... Was that the whole picture? Is there more to this? 
That's and did the, these people come up with this, or and were you listening to them, or is this you coming up with the the rest of it? Well, it's a collaborative process, like all investments are. <laughs> so the idea comes up, and then, like in most places, you sit back and wait for people's, you know, I guess creative gears to start moving, and you're like, okay, all right, well, what? What would this happen and do? And then they continue to expand upon it, and eventually you get to the car ferry. <laughs> you just have to you just have to keep those embers of creativity in their minds alive. Now, would it be a tractor trailer truck? That's just one way we thought of it, and we are open um, as creators of the car ferry to maybe change it. Maybe it's just a, a, a daisy chain of cars hooked to each other, and maybe they all drive in a single file line. This doesn't make this doesn't make any sense. I don't even understand the initial question of inconvenience, the initial need that sort of inspired this. People in this group are saying, I wish my car would be in the city where I was going to go. And what does that have to do with, like, not getting home late? I don't want to drive. I don't want to drive for two hours. I just want someone to drive my car for two hours and just let me just chill in my car. this was not... Yeah, it's called a car I, service. I assume this was about not wanting to take your car because you would be drunk and you didn't want to ha- you didn't want to deal with your car because you would be unable to safely drive home. I thought that's what this was all about. This is insane. Well, it could, I mean, it could it could manifest not, any way you want. It can manifest any way you want. They were saying, oh, I, I like driving there, but then if I could just have some way to have my car returned, then we can talk about it." But the fact that they want to, all right, I'm in Cincinnati, I'm going to drive my car into the car ferry so that it can drive my car and I can hang out on the fucking Lido deck. Uh, like, what are you talking about? And get even more drunk, For two hours, presumably, as you hour like... hour and a half, two... Hour and a half, two hours? My commute on a bus is longer than that, <laughs> fucking assholes. They're gonna get scout going under bridges. It's gonna be insane. Here's what... Okay... If I may turn this game on its head, like, okay, I think what the game is now, you give us this insane idea, and then we try to figure out something that's much more reasonable that people might, right, might want to do. Us. We're just looking for an investment at this point. We had no this idea of a car, car. No one's going to put their car in a giant semi with other people and their cars. Shit's going to get stolen. People are going to get fucking assaulted. It's going to be weird. Has, it's going to be so fucked up. Everyone has to be going to the same place at the same time for this to work. Right. <laughs> Right, not the same right. place. They just go to the city and then they drive away from. You, you, you drop them in the central location. And then you have to meet All back right, up. thank you for using the like, car. You might as well take a bus. Like, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you don't even get dropped off at the event space. You have to t- get your car out of the semi once you get there, and then go out. like you just to the place. The break, they unhook you and then you like pull out the back. You drive this in the city. Ridiculous. People can't parallel park. They're not going to be able to do this. It's going to be a disaster. Here was the inherent problem. People want to go to another city close by, and they want to go to these events, but they're getting older. They can't rage like they used to, right? That seems to be the issue. We're, like, in our 30s now. I, my, my tolerance has gone down. And at the end of the night, the problem is it's like we're wiped out, and we have to drive two hours back. So what? <laughs> there doesn't seem to be a lot of invention here. What, what there just needs to be is a very clear event service driving service and that already exists there has to already be something of like my friends and i are going to this concert we want to get drunk we don't want to be irresponsible so pick us up drive us to the fucking event 
And then once the event is done, we go right into that same vehicle and we go back home. Now, is that going to be expensive? Yes, it can't be inexpensive. That's ridiculous well, yeah. for any of these people to expect that. I don't even know what their definition of inexpensive is. All you is. have to do... But just imagine... I just, I, the simple ahead, solution Brad. is... Um, find a friend that you can be like, Hey, I will pay you X amount of dollars. Um, you dri um, drive my car. Or better yet, um, I'll drive my car. Um, but you... Um, when we get to the event, I'll hop out of my car and you drive my car off, grab a bite to eat, get a coffee, do whatever you want to do while I'm at this concert event, whatever. And then you, I'll give you a call when it's done. You pick us up and drive us back. You've made, you've had a nice evening, made 50 bucks or whatever, and I didn't have to like deal with my, I don't know, this is not a problem. Yeah, and I'm if it's a group of like six or more people, then you just get yeah. two friends. Just get two friends to do it. Now, will people agree to do that? I don't, I don't know. I don't think, I think people have lives to lead and I actually don't think they would necessarily agree to do this, but it's a perfectly reasonable thing to try. If I was asked that, I'd be like, well, I want to go to the concert. Whereas I would be like, I would <laughs> but, love to go and hang out in a random city in a coffee shop for an evening. Give me that 50 bucks. That's a lot of time invested on your part in terms of driving. And then you got to drive your drunk friends home which might be a little irritating in practice, uh, if not on paper. But those inconveniences are mine. You're yeah. still getting money. I, yeah. The, I the meal like... that you got paid for itself three times over, I would charge... How much would you charge for that? I would honestly want like 100 Yeah, I was just throwing out a number. I, I, yeah, it depends on how far it is. Like, yeah. If it's two hours, yeah. come on. 100 bucks, yeah. And I don't get to have the fun that you guys are having, and I'm just sort of sitting around. I don't mind sitting around either, but I think you should give me 100 sure, bucks. Yeah. This idea that they came up with is certifiable. Certifiable. It's fine if you ignore the so, fact that um, uh, this vehicle cannot be larger than the size of the street. Or taller than smart a cars. Your vehicle is a bicycle that you are carrying onto a tractor trailer truck. Even to begin to make it affordable. Um, so I'm guessing you guys are passing on the car ferry. Yes! Hard pass. Yeah. Hard pass. Red, I need to hear you super, say it. That's part of the game. Super hard pass. That okay. is not investable. Unless, unless we've got like a fucking okay. um, Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. helicarrier that we can fucking fly all over the place and have all kinds of cars on. God, if there was a helicarrier service, <laughs> just man, concerts. A basically like a high speed, two hours, let's talk ten minutes. You get there in fucking ten minutes, you get dropped off on the roof of the concert venue, you rage and then Nick Fury takes your ass home. Yeah, we could use this for um, superhero spies, or we could use it to take assholes to concerts. Yep. It's just I don't want to spend money in a hotel, and I want to rage, but I you want to see a lot of money You know, we do have a lot of, uh, of, uh, of super terrorists to be fighting, but, you know, you booked us first, so let's get you to Cleveland, and uh, I guess... <laughs> Books. I guess Doctor Doom will have to wait. I mean, could that be a revenue stream for the uh, for our military? Use their crazy jets to ferry people from concerts, then go overseas and do some uh, missions, and then come back over and get you I, back home. Is that like Ghost Rider tending bar? <laughs> <laughs> He's handing out flame oh, shots. Just celebrities. Now, okay, so a themed one is what you would go for, but the way it stands now, the car ferry is not something no. you guys think is investable. That's, That's okay. not investable. That's okay. That's okay. I got blown by Quicksilver. <laughs> <laughs> 
quick. Hmm. Um, yeah, and let's not let's not just rush under the the rug the fact that cars will be autonomous in like five yeah. to ten years, and then paint Dunzo. point your car is already doing this. Get the next done. Tesla. Those yeah. cars gonna be those cars gonna be laughably expensive, but whatever. <laughs> True. Uh, okay. Well. Okay. Maybe this idea is a little bit better. Um, maybe. <laughs> maybe this idea is a little bit better. So I, I have a coworker who went to a wedding. Now. He was invited. That's good. He had actually dated <laughs> the bride. <laughs> well, he had dated the bride when they were Ew. in high school. But they'd only gone on a few dates. I don't think they ever did anything other than like... Hold hands. Like very... Like hold... Well, maybe they nope, made out they a little just bit. just hands. But they only went on a few dates. They went to prom together and they were like, you know what? This just isn't working. Whatever. But he went to the wedding and we thought, oh, you went to the wedding. Immediately, we started saying stuff like, did you break it up? Like, did you confess your love to her? Because obviously, you've been harboring a love for her for a while. I mean, why would someone you went to prom with 10 to 12 years ago be invited to your wedding? Like, are you friends with her? Well, no, we kind of had, we haven't really talked that often. Then why are you invited to her wedding? Like, what's going on? This is weird. But then we started, then the, then people started talking. What would happen if, like, like, what if you walked in, what if you walked in and just, like, interrupted the wedding and was like look you can't marry this guy i love you like in a movie and it's like well how would you how would that work because you have <laughs> there's some people getting there's people getting married presently in the office and they were like it came to service like well look this is actually common people will break off their weddings like a week two weeks before an event and then someone will come in and basically pay to have someone else's wedding because um, they already had the ven- venue booked. All the food and catering's done. Flowers are set. You just come in and you say, okay, look, I'll take over payments for this, but this other wedding has been ruined. I'll go ahead and co-opt this wedding. Now exactly. It's- I, okay, yeah. I understand that. That's, That's kind of crazy, but I can see that happening. Let's say, though, <laughs> that you have... You're in a... You're in a you have... Re- like, you know the bride or groom... Is going to marry someone, and you know it's not going to work. You and the you and this other person have talked about it. Look, for some reason, oh my god, you've been going, scheming with this person. Look, we both know that that she's not going to be happy with him. You, we both know this. For some reason, they're still going along with the wedding. Like maybe there's something there. Like what can you do um, to make that more <laughs> enticing if you were going to confess your love? And we eventually got to the point where, well, what if you had like a service? All right, here we go. Here we go. We're getting there, guys. <laughs> We're locking in. Well, let's, let's try to monetize this. Now, hold up, hold up. What if you bust in the back of the thing? Like, like it's like, if anyone has any problem with this wedding, <laughs> yes, yes. yes. <laughs> and then the back door is open. Excuse if me! If anyone has any problems uh, with this wedding, uh, <laughs> let me just say. Uh, uh, anyone I'm got trying, any beef? I'm trying Who's my got best. beef? Um... Oh, wait. So you. Open the back of the the the, uh, the, the venue. Uh, the venue. <laughs> Hold up! I got something to say. You are dressed in the same suit the groom is wearing. You have your own groomsmen in the same suits the groomsmen are wearing. I don't. You understand. roll up at your own party and are like, "How about this? You not marry? Don't marry him. Marry me." Does it make it that more enticing if you already fit into this wedding? Because this wedding could still go. It's so much creepier. This wedding could still it's have... so much creepier. This Get doesn't rid- make any sense. <laughs> what what are you paying for? You're paying what for is this... 
to infiltrate and or co-op a wedding from someone you know is not right for the how, other person. How could you possibly, how could you possibly pay someone to infiltrate a wedding? You well, just Jonathan, show up to that. the wedding. Wouldn't be that, but no, look, here's the thing. If you just showed up to a wedding and came up and said, look, we both know you're making a mistake, call this off. Dude, weddings are fucking expensive. You're you've already you're thirty to forty thousand dollars, and that's on the low end. If you're like trying to do a, like a big wedding, or even a moderately sized wedding, that is gonna turn the person you're trying to uh, like seduce off. They're like, look, I'm kind of invested in this. I don't think I can do that. But if you're ready to take the wedding that they're gonna have and just replace the person they were gonna marry. And also have your own groomsmen, or you know, bridesmaids, and yeah. your, well, your guests are also in the parking lot right, waiting right, to take Alex, over Alex, the Alex, seats from the let other person. Let me throw a scenario at you. Let me throw a scenario. All right, okay. it's your wedding. It would make wait, wait before we go on, Brad. Before right. we go on, that makes it that much easier if this person's like, well, this person does fit into this giant wedding right. I've just planned. Maybe I will that guy instead of you. All right, Alex. Um, your wedding. Um. <clears throat> You know, it's 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 all going fine. Um, everything's great. Oh, um, taking photos outside. It's really nice. Um, all of a sudden, um, somebody rolls in and is like, "Wait, wait, wait, hold on. I got something to say." You look over. There's Anna Ward, fully decked out. Um, looks. Fuck. No, she's great. She's great. She's great. She's it's perfect with the theme. Everything looks great. She's got bridesmaids. <laughs> More tempting, or More tempting? Look, but there's... Not at all. Uh, shutting that down immediately. Just, just that, no, excuse me, private party. And then what, see, if, okay, what if... What if... What if... What if... What if... This... That yeah. will happen. But I guess... To suss out... I mean, obviously... Listen, I don't know if this is going to be a good idea. Is it marketable, no. though? You could get someone who has lots of money to this, pay for something this like is, this. This is what I think... I, this is the thing. Because... Um, a lunatic asshole that wants to disrupt somebody else's wedding. <laughs> those, I guess those do happen on occasion. Um, the thing is, they think it's going to be like a movie and they think it's always going to work out. And it's, I'm pretty sure, never worked out ever because that's insane. Never worked out. But by having this service, what we're really doing is taking those people and penalizing them for ruining a wedding with a financial cost. They've had to pay all this money to this service to have this whole rig out done. So, yeah, they're still ruining somebody's wedding, but at least they're being financially penalized for it. This is basically a service for assholes to prematurely penalize them for being assholes. It's insane. The, and, okay. and I please tell me that the conversation, at its core, this original conversation was joking in nature. Did anyone oh, really think... Okay. When we, when I, we, I have a lot more faith in humanity now. <laughs> but there's always a moment when someone's talking about these things where a glimmer will come into someone's eye and be, you know what, I bet someone would pay money for that. That's, that's There's an idea there. People are so dumb. And you're thinking, <laughs> what are you talking dumb. about? <laughs> we all want to think, I understand that instinct. We all want to think to ourselves, Jesus Christ, did I come up with something just now? That is so insanely amazing and convenient, and everybody is going to want this. We would all love to have that idea. These two ideas that you've brought to the table today are absolutely ridiculous. Amanda Ward, so let me get this straight. You paid someone to, like, investigate what my wife was going to look like in her wedding dress, and you got the same wedding dress? Uh-huh. And you went to the same place and got the same—you worked with 
Aldreo? You worked with my tailor? <laughs> Aldreo? Yes, we worked with Aldreo. <laughs> That's a real name. No one. How much money did you pay? Oh, I paid $600,000. <laughs> <laughs> I paid so much money. Please marry me. No. Well, what about this? I've already ruined your wedding. And you're... Oh, sh oh she's so upset over there. Look at her. She's so upset. And what's your point? The money. What money? The money you've invested in your wedding. Let's talk about the money you invested. <laughs> Altreo? <laughs> it's me, Altreo. How can you pass up money like that? If you come into someone who's like, here's $50,000. I need I need some measurements. I need to know what suit that person has. I need to know I the date of the event. You get yourself into the couple's life and learn every fucking month. What is the mother-in-law saying? What is she fucking saying? Did she win out on those flowers? Because I want those flowers. Give me those fucking flowers. I mean, it's not a service for everyone, obviously. And of course... <laughs> I would, say, I would say there is a very slim chance that this would ever work. Like, this is more like, this seems like more marketable as like a spec script for a really bad romantic comedy. Oh, because so, yes, in that scenario, does. it could work. Because someone's going at crazy links. And in that scenario, it would be, look, you can't marry this guy or this girl. You have to marry me, and I just made it super easy for you. Like, that's the kind of stuff that, like, a Hallmark movie would be like, Oh, But in practicality, it would never fucking work. I'm assuming, Brad, you seem like you might be on, well, I'm, on I'm it, just, though. But Jonathan, like you're saying, idea, no, no, you're not in I like the idea of, of <laughs> assholes that, that would try to ruin weddings um, being penalized for it. So, well, see, I, I knew I might be able to get Brad on this because there's there's a level of agitation. agitation. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, and, and a lot of money being thrown yeah. There's around. there's money being thrown yeah. because really you're just preying on lunatics. Um, they're gonna be lunatics yeah. whether you know you take advantage of them or not. Um, I'm just saying you can make a dollar off of crazy people. It's not that I'm, I was gonna say it's not that bad of a premise for a really bizarrely convoluted romantic comedy. Like you pay a Vince guy. Vaughan to infiltrate his way. Yeah, Vince Vaughn, you pay him to infiltrate the wedding party. He systematically ruins everything. Like, undermines all the choices, yes. gets the kitchen staff to revolt. He has, like, the fucking swans shit all over everything. And then he pr he positions you to be the one that saves the day. And newsflash, both Vince Vaughn and the guy who was supposed to get the girl, everybody's in love with the girl. The girl doesn't oh, get any shit. lines. She doesn't get any lines. Her parts, she doesn't have jokes. She doesn't have, we don't want to have her tell jokes. She's just kind of like, maybe she's actually kind of bitchy. And the guy who wants to fall in love with her is just sort of not understanding that. And he really should be with like maybe his his best friend. Uh, who She doesn't get jokes either. But um, at the end of the day, like, it's just important that the men get fucked. <laughs> you know what? At the end, they do. It's called they get fucked. <laughs> yeah. Her supposed fiance is already cheating on her. We see it. Vince sees it. Oh, he sees. This guy's it. deplorable. He should break up this wedding. He doesn't know what he has. Then there's one thing that he sees or hears that's so fucked up and dark that even he, in his cynical, he's seen it all. He's so cynical, but he can't reveal it. He's like, no, that would destroy this family. I'm, I'm growing. <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> Every male comedy. Fuck me. <laughs> I grew as a person. Fuck me. That should be that should be the name of this. The tentative title is "Fuck Me." <laughs> <laughs> it's every Will Ferrell comedy. It's, fuck me for fuck's sake. Come on, just do it, please. 
I'm less of a jackass. Let me fuck, fuck your whole. <laughs> oh, that Will Ferrell. He was a race car driver and a basketball player and an ice skater and a fucking anchorman. Oh, boy. <laughs> the end, okay, so... <laughs> so not investable as an actual idea, but could work as a spec script is what you're yeah, saying. So there's, there's a kernel of an idea that's here that is marketable, but not... Not as not on the surface level, unless it's it, unless for agitation. Not game, an app. Which... You start listening to you start listening for people talking about apps they want to make. Now that's some fucking funny ass shit. I want to hear about Dude. all the apps people think they got. Dude, I could write you a freaking novel about people coming to me with app ideas because I work in <laughs> I work with developers who make well, apps. Like that's that's what the we next do. that's the next round of investable. Oh, you got fucking write all that shit down. Man, everybody thinks they have the app, but they don't have the app. They don't have it. So many of them are like, that's redundant. That already exists. Why do you think yours is better than anything else? Like, there's no idea there. If your app involves any sort of service with cars, it's done. It's already done. Don't even do it. Don't even fucking worry about it. If it has to do with dating, don't do it. Don't even fucking worry about it. It's done. No, unless you have, like, marketing dollars that you could actually get people to pay attention to it, it's it's impossible. Like, it's almost... It's so saturated. I've seen billboards all around Chicago, not all around, but in very odd places for a gay app, like a a hookup app called Squirt. And that name combined with the advertising, which is just, it's always two dudes staring right into your soul through the lens of the camera. And they're fucking latched onto each other like lemur monkeys. And it's like Squirt, get it on squirt make it happen and it's like the the fucking field is already so crap uh, and gay men already have so many things they fucking have i think there's like beyond grinder there's scruff beyond that there's like yellow jacket beyond that there's like all of these different things they don't need squirt squirt it's the, the same that, 40 dudes there there are some marketing moves that are disastrous and you know this before they even say it. First off, and it might be because we just talked about Chris Hansen, but the word squirt not only evokes something of like a liquid squirting at you, but also kids. Yeah, hey squirt, come here. Hey squirt, make it happen. No! Hey squirt, let me make you squirt. (laughs) It's a marketing fucking nightmare. No, Chris, 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 no, please, please, Chris, no, come on. Make it happen tonight. Not put a billboard tonight. yeah, like in a commercial, like if it was just a radio commercial, nope, 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 nope. Now on a billboard, you can show like two older, like 20-somethings, and you're like, okay, squirt. No. But the yeah, whole I get it. No, 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 squirt is not okay. That's a terrible... No. I, but yes, once you get in your mind that the cultural association with the word squirt isn't just shooting water at someone or liquid, that it's also another name we use for children, like, hey, a little squirt. Or then that's like it should be called, uh, uh. Should be called cum. <laughs> it, the, the, there should be a dating app for gaming that's just called cum. Oh, I'm wait, on cum. Are you on Jizz Splash? <laughs> Jizz Splash. You know, you know how in TV shows and movies they can't say things like Grinder or Tinder or stuff like that, so they'll make up some really bad name for a fake app that doesn't exist. I still find it funny the idea of a bad movie where everybody's meeting on Momo. Like, just gay men being like, oh, I met him on Momo. Have you been on Momo yet? Have you been on Momo? (laughs) I've seen the billboards. What's your rating on Momo? Three and a half. Uh, 
I also heard a story about two people who were at a wedding. Uh, they recently broke up, but the guy in the relationship, or the former relationship, I should say, uh, said to a friend of mine, I mean, it's a wedding, and I don't know. We're probably going to fuck because, you know, it's a wedding. What? Yeah, I mean, like, I know we're not dating anymore, but it's a wedding, and what? Uh, that works. Are you in a TV show? Do you think that you're in a TV show? She's in a dress, you know. It's a wedding. Stop saying that. It's a wedding, you know. Yeah, you're sad. I get it. Yeah, you're okay. sad. Just say you're sad. Just say you're sad. Wow. Wowzers. Get fucked. <laughs> come. I get him on come. Get him on come. That's no squirt cannot stand. That's not a. That's not enough. That's not a stand-up app name. <laughs> on, uh, on Momo, you can only see someone's photo after you've sent a certain amount of messages between the two people. And then at that point, the rubber latex of the condom filter gets pulled back and you see the photo. <sighs> and you hear this sound if you're wearing your headphones or you have your volume turned up. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. And then you go, oh, that guy's pretty cute. Oh. And you can use the uh, touchpad to sort of wipe away the uh, loop. You gotta like, it's like a game. It's like a little game. It's like a video it's game. It's that interactivity, though, that keeps people coming back. It's like, you know. Exactly. Look, my favorite apps are Momo and uh, Candy Crush for the similar reasons, actually, because they're they're highly interactive. <laughs> you have to solve, yeah, you have to get through three levels of a uh, of a jewel-based game <laughs> to see your uh, cum target. Jesus Christ. <laughs> cum target. But if they're really attractive, you have to go through more levels. It's like, oh, you only have to get through one level to get to that guy? Mm, I'm not gonna I'm gonna go after this level nine guy. Ooh, these puzzles yeah. are so hard. <laughs> like oh. I am. Uh, <laughs> guys, I, I know I've been right. laughing a lot. I think I'm gonna make a million dollars. Alright, well that's it. So Momo might be investable, but not the car fairy or <laughs> Uh, or uh, fuck me, the yeah. wedding service of <laughs> the yeah, elite are the one percent. Don't fuck him. Hey, fuck speaking me. of investments, <laughs> speaking I'm of sorry. investments, um, my dead aunt's longer dead chihuahua is apparently taking donations for a step out uh, walk to diabetes American Diabetes Association walking event. So, uh, oh, man. That's a creepy mystery that will never be solved. And your dead aunt lives, man. <laughs> she is living it up. Longer dead chihuahua. <laughs> like that's. <laughs> it's a Facebook page of a dog that has surely been dead for 15 years. I don't know that. <laughs> that dog's out walking. Always. That's never gonna <laughs> not be weird to me. I don't know who runs that page. I. Oh well. Friends, it is that super special time of the week where we check in with our dear pal, Mr. Belvedere. Prince on the China, never met him before. Who cares? Oh, shit. I just fucking realized I have to summarize this yes. thing. And you'll have to do it in as close to a minute as possible, Jonathan. Now, what does that if mean? You... Are there distinctions beyond that? <laughs> Oh yes, there are whole tiers of distinctions. If First off, was you need an app. <laughs> <laughs> the app starts it's telling called, you chump, 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 chump. <laughs> it's called Be Concise. The app. It's a training app <laughs> that if you can, can explain something in 
in a minute, which is the perfect time to explain something, study show, wink, no study show, then you're a brave heart and music plays and everyone loves you. If you're, it's 55 to a minute, you're learning, you're getting good at it, and you're not going to be penalized for it. That's a win. If it's lower than that, you're a chump and everyone will know it from the app. Also, if you go over, you've forgotten something and you'll be annoying to everyone around you because of the music that'll play. It's 99 cents in the app store. Act now. That's like half off from what it actually is. It's an introductory rate. You know, I'm not going to look at my phone. I'm not going to have a timer on my phone. I think that you guys do that every single time and you somehow magically always get a minute on the dot. Like well, some two times out of like three. <laughs> it wasn't too long ago where I forgot. <laughs> and let me tell you, that was tragic for me. The cheer summary, I was baffled that you got a minute because you took so long at the beginning. You were you were acting like you were an old man telling the story. You were like, uh, Sam and Diane, you know, they're doing... Uh, <laughs> I was like, he's going to fucking run out of time. That's It's so weird because there's sometimes you speed through something and it's because your voice, I guess, is going so fast. It makes it seem like you're up against it. But if you just take a nice, slow con, you can you make a minute seem like an eternity. Attention. Pay attention. Did you watch the show? Fine. But did you pay attention? Pay attention. Were you, like, doing your taxes while it was playing in the background? Pay attention. This is episode 19 of season six. That is uh, known as Home. Great title. I think think I'm ready. Uh, Don't don't you look at me like, oh, Jonathan. Like I've already failed. No, man, I'm I'm always cheer for you. I'm always cheer for you. (laughs) I'm always cheer for you. I'm super mad cheer for you as well. Ooh, an app called Cheer For You. (gasps) Oh my God. Cheer For You. It'll be great. Like you'll press the button and it'll cheer for you. We can sell it for a dollar ninety nine. Well, we all need more positivity, but it's social media too because you get all your closest friends and family, and like you put in like I'm going here, like I'm doing this today, and everyone like sends you like crazy emojis and like compliments. You mean Twitter or Facebook? What? No, no, no. It's different. It's different. It's different. Totally different. This it's is all new. about positivity. You can't do negative things on you. You can't do a sad face. Anyway. <laughs> all right. <laughs> It's got cheer right, for you. And we'll all cheer for you um, after you finish summarizing in three, two, one, go. The Owens are dissatisfied with the quality of their home. Everything is falling apart. And so they decide that they're going to put the house up for sale. They have many inquiries. Some of them are stranger than others. And at the end of the day, they decide that they are not going to sell the house to a pair of identically clothed yuppies because they're going to stay in their house, goddammit, and no one can make them leave, which is a weird solution to come to. Meanwhile, Kevin is dealing with his insanely old neighbor. Uh, her, her fucking son and her daughter-in-law wanted to go to a nursing home and they succeed, but she fucking breaks out. Belvedere tries to make her understand, like, you know, you kind of have to deal with this. This is a situation that's sort of gotten out of control. She just wants to suck that bee dick. <laughs> and at the end of the day, she decides that she wants to still live in an apartment and Kevin has to fucking have her shack up with him until that apartment is locked down. So he probably saw some old hanging gel tit at least once or twice. The end. One minute, four seconds. Let me ask you this, my friend. Have you forgotten? Oh! Have you forgotten how those towers burned? (laughs) (laughs) Jonathan, it's all right, man. It happens to the best of us. 
I told all of my friends and family that I was about to summarize this episode on Cheer For You, and I didn't get anything. I guess, I mean, I sent out all those invitations for people to join the app for $2.99 a month, and I don't understand why nobody's supporting me. You should probably buy more Cheer Crystals. Man, that crappy... Um, yeah, it's Definitely. It's an in-app purchase of just uh, $4.99 for a pack of cheer crystals. If I'm a dwarf, he can uh, he can use his mighty magic hammer to turn the crystals uh, into mm, I don't know joy pie. <laughs> mm, but you gotta you gotta use those crystals to play the daily crystal puzzle oh, to get right. that joy pies. I oh god, it's so twisty. <laughs> now every third day you can buy a joy pie for two dollars. But then it, then you exhaust your Joy Pie uh, reserve. It's a crazy app, but I think you might. Now, now Brad, we just came out of the uh, Cincinnati Fringe Festival. Yes, <laughs> listening to those old episodes oh, made man, me think of that. Just... <laughs> yes, we did. We just came. You sounded very different in that first episode, Brad. Very no, deep uh, voice. <laughs> very losing my voice. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. I remember. I was like, like I know we decided we were going to record this today, but I don't know if I can record this today. <laughs> And you did. And then you did nearly yeah. 300 more. <laughs> so, home. Uh, not as bad as Runaways, which is, I believe, the last episode I talked about with you guys. Wouldn't put it in the category of a Runaways. I do hate it. <laughs> <laughs> so, <sighs> let's start off with the most important thing. What's Marsha wearing in the first fucking scene and what's going on with her hair? <laughs> Well, I think she's turning into a cat from the Broadway show Cats, or she might be Chitana. <laughs> oh my, like, it is... This fupa, what is going on with her torso? These pants are, like, turning her torso into a fucking bath pillow. This, oh. I mean, this opening is... You really realize just how beige this show is. Oh, yeah. She's blending in with the caked yellow of the wallpaper and the banisters. <laughs> Everything about her is just fucking like the skin of a butterscotch pudding cup it's gross and her hair is so much bigger and blown out like yikes oh man like and it's a mullet too i mean i it's obvious but i mean it's big all around but if you just focus on the back part of that man like trying to like fingers through all that gross it's new levels of crazy hair at this point we've we've definitely reached the pinnacle of Marsha's hair. I don't think it'll get any larger than it is presently for the rest of the show, which is good because there's only a few episodes left. Oh man, she. I mean, it's it's pure yeah. jungle. It looks like she's playing Jane in like a weird production of Tarzan. <laughs> <Now> <laughs> over at the fucking Pit Community Theater. Now that's a show I'd see. Um, this this whole opening begins with Heather sort of slobbering over a college pamphlet. Because there's a photo of the diving team or the swim team. Yeah. And that leads to a joke about how Marsha is... There's a setup of like, oh, Marsha wouldn't slobber over such a such a photo. She's got a big, strong, sexy man in her life. Uh, cue George in a, uh, I, I guess, unflattering... I guess the goofiest thing about his outfit is the, the bath cap. Yeah, he's got a shower cap and a mm-hmm. rubber ducky. Oh, right. How do you use a rubber ducky? Okay, I guess he came out of a he's bath. In my take... mind, you said shower cap, so I'm like, is well, he standing there with a rubber a duck in a shower? He's That's about weird. To take a shower, but he wants to warn everyone because if anyone runs any water in the house while he's in the shower, he gets scalded. Because scalded. Because I, I don't know how their water works. 
Well, and then Belvedere says, well, that doesn't even matter, right? Because the water heater is just straight up kaputzed and doesn't work at all. Yeah. How do they not know that? I feel like the first thing I would notice in my life is if I didn't have hot water. No one would ever have to tell me. Yeah. Well, and like any scene, I mean, we deal a lot with this when we do How Rude. This is the perfect example of a scene where it's like, okay, when is this taking place? Yeah. Because everybody's sort of dressed to the nines in terms of it looks like they're all ready to leave the house. Nobody's dressed casually. This seems like an evening shower situation. Yeah, I mean, and that's that would be fine. But at the same time, it doesn't feel like that. It seems like George is in morning mode and everyone else is like one o'clock on a Sunday. Yeah. I, I just don't understand everyone's schedules well, and routines. You know, George has been waiting for everyone to not be using water so that he could take a shower, which means George has been gross all morning, um, waiting for a time yeah. when no one might be running water because he's scared of hot water. Which also, what is the scenario where Guys. you run out of cold? Where you have too much cold water? Or sorry, you run out of cold water. <laughs> <laughs> ran out of cold water. Um, here's something a little weirder. So I have obviously some. We have the video in certain instances, like just here, and I have it on my phone, and I have it paused on the scene, so I can see everyone's rig out while we're talking, and just you know, getting back into my memory. Uh, there are clocks on the wall, and all the times are different. <laughs> Yeah, sounds about right. And I think yeah. we've talked about that before, like a long yeah. time ago. But in this conversation, if we want to go with the clocks on the <laughs> wall, it is either... <laughs> You're looking at this on your phone, which is crazy. Yeah, it's either... Let's see. It's either 9.45, or it is around... It looks like 8, 8.35. So it would definitely be oh, the, night, the top one, though well, it the is top daytime one's outside. close to noon. I can't really get a good sight on it. I'm seeing the I'm grandfather clock, and I'm seeing one of the ones that looks like an octagon. I don't see all of them in this frame. Just those. I would ones. reference the grandfather clock before any of the wall, the excuse me, wall clocks, because I don't think those are probably functional. I think they're probably just decorative. Oh yeah, we got a, we got a six forty five as well. I'm seeing. But all of those, okay, so nine something in the morning, six, eight, so it's in the morning. Let's just say it might yeah. be in the morning. Okay, fine. Sure. We can verify. We can say it's in the morning. Never let it be said that we don't unpack it. <laughs> Never let it be said. <laughs> it could be any of those times, a.m. or p.m., but okay. You know, this is a safe space, and there was a, there was a fucking idiot who wrote a review for How Rude, and I was really irritated by it because the attitude of the review was, it was funny at first, and now it's not as funny anymore. I'll finish it out to see if they can get me back, which, first of all, I don't give a shit about getting you back. You can fucking leave yeah. anytime you want. But there was this implication that Brandon and I spend too much time joking around with the guest and doing our own thing and not talking about Full House. So dumb. So dumb. We, we talk Super about dumb. that show exhaustively. Also, nobody, nobody... Listen, that's a point of entry. No, nobody's listening because... No one should be listening because they want to hear what you have to say about Full House no. or what we have to say about Belvedere. That's why we. That's why our podcast is so varied and we review whatever the hell we want because nobody listens because of the content. They listen to because of right. who the people are and what they have to say. Well, and the implication that we shouldn't be joking around, like even uh, there seems to be an implication of like, don't even joke about around about the show too much. Just talk about the show. I'm like, what do you mean talk about the show? Are you out of your listen, mind? Listen, Jonathan, if you don't talk about... 
You just want me to tell you what well, happened? Well, Jonathan, if you're not talking about a show, and especially in the way that um, you're allowed to talk about the show, someone might send you a really long email, and... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Uh, I liked this episode of The Flash, because in it, uh, Barry finally confessed oh. his love, and uh, I think that's a really good way to uh, complete that arc. <laughs> speaking of sound issues... Speaking of sound issues, this episode of Belvedere sounds yeah, it's fucking bad. terrible. There's, there's, yeah, I think there's been maybe two bad. others that were this bad, um, but it's upsetting. Which which leads to the question again of, I just don't understand why they didn't put out those extra seasons. Like, it would have cost There's two anything. seasons that aren't on DVD. Like, that kills me. Because I, if I could just... That, they must have sold I could just buy shit. one... And, like, the, the fourth season was, like, one of those, like print on demand like we'll put it out there but it's not even oh, like right. really out there but you can order it they did that with a recent season of the comedy bang bang tv show and i think uh oh. scott ackerman was really perturbed by that he was like i don't understand why we've been relegated to just burning discs <laughs> Very well when Belvedere was going to release it, it was a few years ago. So I think that was more like maybe this isn't selling so hot, but there's some people who just for some reason there's a small niche market. If they want it, they'll find it. But now, like, no one's buying DVDs or Blu-rays. Like, everything is on the digital divide. So, of course, it's like, why would I buy a disc of it when I can just fucking buy it online? But you can't and just buy it online. Get it. Well, and also, that's with, weird. with Cheers being on Netflix, I'm honestly surprised. I mean, it all comes down to money and fucking rights, and I, and I understand that. But I'm surprised that there aren't more of sitcoms like this, like easy-to-get yeah. sitcoms. Just put Belvedere on there. What's it going to cost? Get Belvedere on there. Get fucking oh. The Many Loves of Dobie Gillis. Why can't I watch that show anywhere, damn it? <laughs> wow. Now that is very specific, I really, I I really want to review that on this fucking podcast at some point, but... Like, I don't know where the hell you get it. I haven't really put that much effort in. And where's Sugar Time? Fucking hell. <laughs> where's Sugar Time? That one, what is it, one and a half seconds of footage where the guy's on the payphone and he just says something like, well, there you go. <laughs> How is that all we have? Some Someone somewhere has it. Where are you? A creep sitting on it, literally. He's Somebody's sitting on it. Somebody's creepy uncle has every episode on Betamax. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Gross. So, coming out of the theme song, what are George and... Oh, I had this on you as kind um, of playing it. Just to set up the premise oh, of the episode. Yes. Um, because oh. uh, they're having so many so much trouble with the water, and the, apparently the, the sewage, whatever, is backed up, and they're like, maybe we should just sell the house. And there's your premise of the episode. Well, right off the bat, here's my statement. Um, are you going to fucking fleece some people <laughs> yes. into buying this shit-ass house? Because your Amityville <laughs> horror would not sell to anyone unless you put some... You have clearly... Buying a house and keeping a house means that you're also investing in your own home. If you yes. ever hope to live somewhere else, you need to be investing in Alex your own home. someone that's bought and sold five houses in the last two months. Um, <laughs> how, do, mm -hmm. how does this uh -huh. um, equate to your life in reality? Um, you're constantly trying to maintain your house. I mean, oh, sure. I will say that we didn't do anything to the house we bought, or we bought and sold before this one. Um, but we actually ended up selling it for not much more, but a sizable amount more than we actually paid for it, which is crazy. Um, that is crazy. You never make money on a house. Yeah. This new house, we've already had to do, like, I would say, 
a, a, I wouldn't say a lot of work, but more work than we had thought. We've definitely used our homeowner's insurance, or what is it? I can't remember like exactly what it's called. Like we're having a microwave issue now. I, I've been waiting <laughs> for, dude, really four weeks for our microwave. Now that was partly our fault because they came out here and the guy tried to fix it. Goodness, it took him three hours just to be like, oh, both of these things are broken. My bad. Um, but we decided to have them send us a new microwave as opposed to us just going out and buying one on our own and them reimbursing us. I've never heard of someone coming out to look at a microwave before. Dude, because microwaves are like super cheap to replace. They're like, it. the part he put on it, which is a new magnetron, is the price of a microwave. He's like, well, this part's normally $200. And it's like, isn't that the price of like a normal microwave? He's like, yeah. Well, the but problem is... Problem is, Alex, you were trying to trust Magnetron, and yeah. he's the leader of the Deceptitrons. <laughs> you, you're telling me, man. We didn't know that was going to be that. But you constantly have to invest in your house because you have to keep it up. I mean, houses are not like standalone. They're not made of like unless they're made of solid concrete, and even then, you got to be careful. But, but, I mean, Alex, but really, can't you just um, do a George Owens and like if stuff isn't working great in your house, just sell your house and buy a new one? Is, doesn't that make sense? Yeah, I just mean, sell your garbage hat. house. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to rake the leaves. Let's sell the house and buy a new one. Let's just buy a new one. Because the real tour that they should be giving on this house is, that's broken, that's busted, that hasn't worked for 10 years, this fucking corner of the house is caving in on itself because we went through a fucking, what was it, tornado or whatever back in like season one or two. This house is a disaster. You're lucky to be squatting in it. I mean, I know it's for the convenience of television, but... There's no way you'd make an offer same day on a house like this. There, there you would yep. have to get an inspector out. It's like everything would be pending, like full on. Which maybe it wasn't in the '90s. Was there like a time before we had to, like almost mandatory like house inspection? Like you'd be stupid to do that now to buy a house without getting it inspected. So uh, I don't know what's up on that. Yeah, it's it's. I, I'm sorry. It's just but coming out buying and selling homes is a personal thing, uh, and when the show <laughs> misrepresent misrepresent yes. When a man loves a house very much, he goes into the house very slowly. Um, so coming out of the theme song, is is that just more of that talk? More of house talk with Belvedere yeah. in the kitchen? Yeah. Just mm -hmm. more later. Okay. So there's really no need to go into that. So, uh, they, well, they've, they've come back and they've found a house that they want. Um, they're like, oh, yeah, this is the perfect house. I guess it's time to start uh, yes. thinking about selling this uh, one. Right. Cool. That house sounds expensive. Yeah. yeah. And they don't have money, or do they? They don't, but do they? Do they? Marsha <laughs> has money. Marsha does. They fucking live-in housekeeper. I don't, like, I... Ooh, they do not pay. They do not pay. There's so many fucking mysteries about this show. He only works for them because he loves them, and he gets he gets room and board. That's it. He, he's not getting a paycheck. Are they, like... Is George living on an, or Marsha living on an inheritance? And like, it's like, because Brad, I mean, you know, there's certain conservatives that are be making like oh, well yeah. above the one percent, like four hundred thousand, a million dollars a year, like real money. And they're like, oh, we just gotta, we gotta nickel and dime, we gotta pull up our bootstraps. Yeah, we've just gotta, we're just not. The t finances are thin with the million dollars I make, or like even five hundred, four hundred, three hundred thousand dollars. Or more. Three hundred thousand dollars. Ah, I've definitely known people. It. Crazy, crazy money, but like are convinced that they're poor. 
Is that what the Owens are doing? Because they got to live in Butler and their house is worth what? $160,000 in 90s, 80s money? Like, that's insane. People, people convince themselves they're poor when they're not. When they hit a wall and they, for whatever reason, can't afford the gratuitous thing that they want. They hit a wall and then suddenly they realize, oh, I can't get that? Well, fuck. I guess I don't have any money then. Jesus Christ, I thought I was doing really well, but I can't get that? Oh, I'm fucking Well, but pissed. the thing is, and that carries down just because, like, and not to go into too many specifics, um, but, like, I, I had friends that, like, like, cr- like, mad dollars, and, like, like, they, the kids were convinced that, like, they weren't going to be able to, um, go to college because they made, oh, well, the thing is, my, my parents make, you know, more, so much money that, um, it's just enough that I wouldn't be able to get any kind of scholarships or anything, but... I'm not going to be able to afford to go to college, so I don't won't get to go to college. And they genuinely believe that because their parents like <laughs> like convinced them that they were broke and they didn't go to college. And they didn't. <laughs> they nope. didn't. I have to edit. I have to edit some of this out. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they, like, it's everyone, especially I would say, and I don't want to. A lot of people, especially I, I don't want to. S- I'll say it anyway, a lot of people who are conservative have mad money and think that yeah. they don't have money. It's not it's not an uncommon thing. Like, oh, I can't buy, you know, I want to get the new iPad. It's just, I've already bought two last month and fuck, I just got, times are tight. You just bought three fucking iPads. What are you talking about? Or it's like you drop money for every single brand new model of the phone that invested your, your fucking life in like you don't you, you never skip a generation you're always like oh new macbook pro gotta get that gotta get like it's just this ridiculous well, consumption and well, they don't even think about it let's get real jonathan the, the new macbook pro has a touch bar and that's pretty baller <laughs> I so don't let's know what like, that is. let's i mean maybe maybe the macbook pro is an exception to the rule that you're throwing out but yes by and large people I've will seen, I, i've seen video of that touch touch bar and i'm like i don't know what that is and i'm pretty sure we don't need that <laughs> i don't know if it's going to be that great either I, but we don't have to talk about but that right you, now but mind you uh, it's just like, pretty swell ooh. now i can't charge any headphones at the same time but what? that's weird <laughs> new technology brad soon you won't even need headphones it'll just be in your brain <laughs> I just use the, yeah you'll get played it'll be in your brain my bluetooth headphones that i bought I read a lot of Amazon reviews to pick these out. That's true. Oh! Yeah. So, I don't know if the Owens have money or not, or what the fuck's going on, but they're gonna, they found a house they like, they gotta try to sell this house, they're gonna have, uh, Marsha decides to sell the house, she's like, well, you're a lawyer that has oh some ability, I guess. No, no, oh, they no. say, they say something like, you can do the paperwork, that doesn't make any no, fucking sense. No, she's a lawyer, she can do the paperwork, cool. She works at the law. She could do criminal yeah. law. She can do fucking uh, will and testament Adoption law. You know, law. lawyers. <laughs> fucking you know, crazy. a law hut lawyer. <laughs> have to be very re- well-rounded in their law. You're a law teacher. Law You're a teacher. Is. You can teach any subject, which actually does seem to be the thinking in public education. But yep. Oh, your degrees in uh, fucking math, math education. Oh, you can teach fucking whatever. Teach history. Yeah. Be a coach too. Be a coach too. Meanwhile, Kevin uh, hilariously is just about to get his dick wet with this fucking beautiful blonde bombshell. But the great thing about Kevin's character on the show is he want that pussy, but he ain't gonna get that pussy. 
It's just one curse. <laughs> There's one curse. His Sisyphean task trying to fucking troll after that pussy. He ain't gonna get it. He's uh, trying hard. Dark room. Lit candles. Fire hazard. And uh, I really dislike the woman, the, char- the character, quote unquote, that they've written for this actor to play. As, as, it, as the episode goes on, I find that character to be really insufferable. But there is nothing compared. I watched the episode with this old lady when she first showed up on the scene. I hate her. She is worse than she who will not be named. You know what, Jonathan? They're I the exact same you're about right. Here. Yes, they are very much so. Very same character. Two characters who sense. can't say a damn thing if it's not a variation on, fuck me. Fuck me right now. I'm trying to talk to you like a human being. I don't care. Fuck me. I'm not a human being. I'm a crazy woman who just wants to fuck you. And it's inappropriate. And you've said no a thousand times. But it's so funny because I'm not a traditionally accepted. I'm not an, I'm not an accepted beauty. With she who will not be named, she was an overweight dork. And it's funny because no one wants to fuck an overweight dork, right? That's hilarious. But she, she wants to fuck. And now it's this old woman. Miss Zucchini. Miss Zucchini. I can't stand it. Uh, and this woman is really unsettling uh, to me. Yeah. yeah. She's really weird. Yes. She's really weird. I would say that she's more endearing than she, she who shall not be named. Because you just talking about her got me mad again. Like, I'm really trying. Like, it, I actually had to calm down. My, I was like, all right, Alex. Let's just chill for a minute. They both sexually assault yeah. men. Yes. It's... They're very, I mean, but because this is an old woman, because she has a weird sounding name, because I guess she's more, I mean, there's no, she I don't know. She looks like every neighbor I guess, um, I've ever had um, in my childhood. Impossibly old. She looks impossibly old. I mean, they did the oh, casting yeah. right, but she lo- I think they almost did it too right. They should have gotten someone who can move, who can talk. Yeah. Who can move her head without going into pain? I don't think pain. so. I no. I think this is who they. Like, I feel like they found. They she found. They found this woman, like as an extra, and they were like, "Holy fuck, we got. We're gonna write a whole episode around this lunatic." How cruel! So she comes. I'm sorry. I yes. So ultimately, the casting is spot on. Amazing. But I hate I them. It. I, I, love I just it. love it. Love it. She seems like she doesn't on on some level understand what she's doing. <laughs> she seems so human in her inability to not act. She's so much more human than the rest yes. of the people in the scene that it creeps I, me that's out. That's what I love about it. I'm scared, Kevin. I believe you. <laughs> she's like looking at the camera, looking at the audience. She can barely crane her fucking neck back. I feel bad for her. Don't make this woman do this. Let her die. <laughs> <laughs> Just let this woman die. Instead, you're parading her around like a freak show. She is, but don't, don't put she her wants, in front of the she camera. She wants to be a freak. She wants people pointing and laughing at her, Jonathan. She likes one of it. us. She likes one of it. us. This is like when they close. This is like when they closed down all the freak shows, and those people were 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 left without jobs, our fame. And they hated it. Yeah, she was the turkey girl. <laughs> Feast your eyes on this delicious butterball turkey girl. 
She's so horny. <laughs> in the 1920s, when the freak show closed down, she was out of work for so long, she thought, I'll never be a performer again. And now finally, in her golden last moments on Earth... She... What do you mean, her golden years? What happens after gold? <laughs> what comes <laughs> after gold? <laughs> her last final golden moments on Earth. She's like, oh, I'm, I've been cast as a, as a character on Mr. Belvedere. A recurring character. I'll finally get Jesus I'll finally Christ. get the spotlight one last time before I die. How many has she been in? Three? Counting this uh, one? Yeah, three, yeah four, I yeah. think so. I think she made a quick appearance beyond her first major episode, she made a quick appearance in another, another one. one um so she she enters the scene and she's like, Kevin there Kevin, they're after me. Kevin, I can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> she can't. She, I mean, talk about a projector voice. She needs a projector voice. Um, and she's being pursued by her son, who's maybe 70 years old. And his wife, who looks like she's a witch. I'm pretty well, sure his wife I thought is a it witch. Was, is it his wife or is it his it's, sister? No, it's his wife. Yeah. It's his wife, yeah. Okay. And she's like, they're after me, Kevin. I mean, fuck me. Suck on my tits. <laughs> and, <laughs> Why you're at it, Kevin? <laughs> Why you're at it, Kevin? Let's have a. She wants to have a three-way with Kevin and Mr. B so bad. Um, and the whole idea is, yeah, that they've come to take her away to a nursing home, and she is inserting herself into Kevin's life and being like, "Help me! Tell them that they're wrong." And it's like, "You're a monster. Why would you put this on your neighbor like this? You're a terrible human being." Yeah, I. Uh, uh, Jonathan, what if wh- her son looks like a Jewish flotillion uh, comedian? What if your neighbor came to your door right this minute? Oh, God. Um, little old lady is like asking you for help. Imagine, imagine if you will, a little old lady with balls on her neck. <laughs> imagine if she showed up at oh, your Jonathan, door. Jonathan, please come to take me away. Get out, oh. <laughs> oh, Jonathan. I will shove you. This is my apartment. Get out. But, but I just want to say sure? that they're going to make me move away. Gobble, gobble, gobble. And- Jonathan, there's something on the floor behind you. You want to go is pick it up real quick? The, the both of you doing this in my ears right now oh, is is oh, hello. They dropped a sugar Are they coming for you too? <laughs> Stop it. Peter, I dropped my house shoes. <laughs> Come on, you little bitch. <laughs> Let me kiss you like a little bitch. <laughs> oh, man. So they, they they get her out. They're like, oh, we're so sorry. Our mother, uh, uh, she's crazy and senile. So they leave, and the woman that's with Kevin, is it Monique or something? She has like an... Oh, who cares? She, com- she comes up to Kevin and is like, okay, now we're alone again. And then the camera fades. And, okay, I guess... I guess everything worked out for Kevin. Oh, did, cool. oh, okay. So, all right. So the presumption is that maybe he got laid at least once because the idea that later when they get interrupted the next time, it, it's it, the joke seems to be at least that they still haven't consummated that because another wacky neighbor came once over. again. <laughs> we just didn't see it. Yeah. Well, and this is the beginning of the audience. I think this audience was drugged and they think they're at a taping of uh, fucking married with children. Because the way they fucking bark and hoot and cackle at these jokes, you'd think that they were watching the raunchiest, craziest comedy they'd ever seen in their lives. 
Like every word out of the old lady's mouth, they're just like, God damn it. That's so fucking crazy. They're like, all this old bitch is saying fucking crazy shit. Ow! <laughs> it's just Belvedere, guys. It's not crazy. Ted Bundy's Jonathan not telling being... his wife to sit on a plunger handle. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Ow! Just, there should be uh, an audience wrangler that's just like, all right, guys, it's... <laughs> Just calm down, okay? It's, it's Mr. Belvedere. It's a family-friendly well. show. Yeah. <laughs> they've got they've got an audience so, cooler to calm everybody down. Hey, yeah. Do, <laughs> hey, laughs are too big. Take them down a notch. They're blind, well, drunk. I mean, How am I supposed to deal with this crowd? That was a legit thing. Like, they would bring in people to be a crowd. Yeah, but not to calm, oh, not to calm the crowd. Yes. Sure. Well, no, no, but they were like actors. They were people who were professional studio audiences oh, weird. oh did weird. you not know this like i remember watching something when i was a kid about it i think it was uh what is it home improvement and how um they would bring in like the actors knew them they just like most of the audience were just professional audience members and they'd go from show to show and like you had your regulars so that when you hear someone laugh you could actually track their laughter from show to show because it's the same person God. in the audience what a dispiriting So they have that much control over That's what yeah, people did before crazy. they could blog. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Early bloggers. It was pioneering days. Man. Um, so uh, they, if uh, Kevin yes. gets his dick wet, now we're back at the house. <laughs> and the Owens, the Owens family is ready to sell the house. And Marsha is in rare outfit form. This <laughs> oh, has man. to be worse dressed, if anything What's is, crazy in this episode. Is it's the I'm same color okay. scheme as like her old like law hut outfit. It's that yellow and orange bullshit she's always wearing. She's fall. She is Lady Fall in Lady Fall. She's Big Bird. I don't know because his colors are like so extreme. And her she's pants a are pumpkin pie feast. Yes. <laughs> are those pants or is that just an enormous skirt? I think it's both. That's the thing. I think it's supposed to be pants that are so billowy that they kind of give the uh, effect of a skirt. Well, and why is she in these colors when everyone else is so church drab? It makes her look so much more crazy. Yeah. Well, she's the realtor, supposedly. Oh, God. Right. Um, so they hear the doorbell ring and they think, oh, someone's here to look at the house. This is our first oh. potential buyer. And there's this season six moment, which is pretty subtle for season six. But when they open the door, uh, what is it, George? And Marsha say, Welcome to our happy home. And then fucking uh, Wesley and Heather say, We hope you find it very lovely or something. And I'm just like, All right, season six, you're running out of steam. I get it. This is about as crazy as you're going to get in this episode. That's fine. In fact, <laughs> I'm, I'm here for it. I'll let you have that one. It's stupid. But at least you're not like, at least you're not turning into like living thunderstorms and throwing thunderbolts at like a couch that talks. I don't, I don't know what else you could possibly do in this series. Did you see that episode where Wesley turned into a living thunderstorm? <laughs> yeah, season six was kind of weird after that one dream episode. Quiet, Belvedere. No, it wasn't a dream. <laughs> no, this this ain't this, this ain't no Marsha's double situation. Oh, Belvedere had the double situation. The question is, which Belvedere is in this episode? Is it Biker Belvedere undercover, or is that it opened up that show like an egg? That changed yeah. the rules for everything. 
because that ain't no dream. That's real. <laughs> There's a Mr. Belvedere out there that's just stalking yes. streets, getting fucking laid. And then when the fucking sun comes up, they trade places, and then the other one gets his dick wet. Jesus Christ, why is there a syphilis outbreak in the fucking pit? I'll tell you why, because there's two fucking Belvedere's pushing the pipe. Jesus Christ. So Kevin walks in in a fucking Paddington Bear slicker, but you don't know it's him. <laughs> you don't know it's him. He pulls back a fucking wet-ass newspaper because he's an idiot. He can't fucking afford an umbrella. And the crowd goes fucking bananas. He's like, oh, it's me. It's Kevin. Why are you guys acting like I'm a stranger? And the crowd is like, that's fucking funny. That's funny. They didn't know it was Kevin, but it was totally Kevin. Fucking funny. <laughs> Hate it. Kevin has come over. The The family's like, fuck this, Kevin. Uh, so they, they leave. They're preparing for their open house like if anyone else comes to visit. Kevin goes to Belvedere and says, we've got a red alert, Mr. Belvedere. We've got a serious situation. Miss Zucchini has been taken to an old folks home and we need to go it's, save her. It's We're going to bust her that, out. Because what? Kevin's like, listen, um, Miss Zucchini moved to a nursing home. I've been trying to call her to check on her. Why? Just leave. Yeah, he's not going to break her out. He's, he's not going to break He's her been out. trying to check on her. Um, she won't answer the phone. So he's like, listen, let's go over there right now. First of all, Kevin, there's a storm. Why don't you wait till it's not raining and you don't have to carry a newspaper over your head? It's not an emergency. Yeah. She's in a nursing home. Like, she'll be fine. She'll be fine. Also, why do you care about these women that are terrible for you? These women that, like, give you nothing. This woman has given him nothing except sexual harassment, grief, and guilt. Who cares, Kevin? It's, Live your life. It's gotta be. It's gotta be a weird like mother issue or something mm. like so deep seated that he entertains these women who are horrible to him. Because let's not forget, Heather was looking at college like catalogs mm. at the beginning, which we all know Kevin got fucked over by the college thing, and they turn it into a joke about oh, I was just looking at the the hot athletes. No, Heather was looking at college wishfully think like wish. Wistful, like, fuck, you know, I really wish I could go, but it didn't work out for Kevin. Also, we can't really afford college. Fuck, Mark, so... I can't. I mean, mom and dad are, I, I don't, I, we have an inheritance. I mean, they're... Well, and Marcia's sort of mocking the whole thing. She's like, yeah. is this my little girl looking at college pamphlets? Like, fuck off, Marcia. Jesus Christ, you should have been talking, you should be talking with your kids about college so much as they're wrapping up high school. But you've just let them fucking go to the fucking four winds. And it's like, oh, is my daughter looking at a college pamphlet? Interesting. <laughs> that's the, that's as much as she can muster. Like, oh, are you doing that? College, huh? huh all right. <laughs> yeah, it's... So that, I mean, that's why. Yeah. Kevin has deep-seated mother issues. Um, this nursing home. Yes. Ugh. This, the balls on this woman. Jesus Christ. <laughs> She's so disgusting. I, I just keep, like, pausing on her, like, moving potato face. And she's so she's, tiny. Like, she's, she's so tiny. tiny. She's a freak. <laughs> she's a fucking freak. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. I feel she's bad really... for her. <laughs> Do I? <laughs> so they keep trying to basically say to her, like, like, oh, we brought you this magazine with fucking straight up dick in it like you want to check out you want to check out these dicks she's like i don't want it no i don't don't want it kill me life is over 
Oh, I'm Mr. Belvedere, and I'm I'm bending down. My prostate is ready for you to check. Like, just shove oh, yeah. your fingers up there. And she's like, no, fuck off. Her favorite can- candy is sugar, daddy. All right. All right. We I forgot those it. things existed. I mean, I get it, but at the same time, I was like, sugar daddies? Huh, hadn't heard about those in a while. No one's eating sugar daddies now. She can't. Look at that fucking mouth. How's she fucking no. chewing that candy? No. That would last a week. <laughs> So the point is, she's, like, depressed, and she's not herself. Well, sorry, that's what happens when you go into a nursing home. You get depressed, (laughs) and you realize you're being forced to do things that you're not interested in, and you can't pursue your own activities, and that's what happens, and then you die. (laughs) Uh, That's what people say, but my mother's still in the nursing home. Uh, Not dead yet, so... You can't lift a potato chip. I saw her pick up that fucking cell phone and that chair. She was driving the other day. That was weird. (laughs) She says she can't see, but I saw her having a full conversation with someone at a restaurant, <laughs> like three <laughs> hours away. Maybe she took the car ferry. I don't know. <laughs> oh, boy. So they're trying to convince her or talk to her. And she's like essentially like borderline, you said, like suicidal, almost like she's just like, man, eh, so not horrible. Suicidal. She's so, petulant. She's being bitchy. Yeah, she's she's yeah. being bratty. I'm sorry. I must have read too much into she's it. I apologize. Yeah. She's being a, a, a granny brat. We know those are the worst types of brats. <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome to the stage for the first time. So now we got a brand new Herald team on the fucking uh, Jason Chin stage. We got granny brat. <laughs> Woo, yeah. Can I get a suggestion? I heard pizza. <laughs> Drop a sugar daddy. I heard pizza. <laughs> Thank you. Bobcat, did I hear Bobcat? Okay, great. So they realize that things are a little bit more dire than they suspect. But, nah, let's just go home. It'll be cool. The, <laughs> the scene is so pointless. It, yeah, yeah, it really is. I, when Belvedere is, like, dropping things to bend over in front of her, I'm like, this is this is sad. This is a very sad moment in the series. Um, cut to the Owens house. It's the middle of the night, so at least we have a bearing on what time it is, for God's sake. This couple... I don't even know how to begin to classify the stereotype that this couple exemplifies. What are they? They're vaguely, what, Bronx? Like New York crazy gum-chomping Bronx? Maybe, I... uh... I Yes, maybe Jersey folks. They're going down to the uh, casino later. It's like some Atlantic City, like... Oh, yeah, that's uh... good, too. Like, yeah, they're like Vegas. Yeah. He's got like a tacky like outfit. They're both dressed in tacky outfits. Middle middle aged. Uh, he's got like a fucking middle aged Atlantic City brats. Swing- <laughs> you know they're also swingers. They fuck Definitely. everybody. Uh, and talk. So they, they fuck you for the house. Bingo and- I would say out of anyone, I know I made a case yes. earlier about Marsha being worst dressed, yeah. but let's be honest, these people are the worst dressed well, I think we've ever seen on Mr. Belvedere. But to be Eat fair, them. but to be fair, to invoke the rule that I always think of, is the show meaning for them to look goofy? True. I mean, that's, that, that is does true. Not apply, that does not apply to this to this podcast because we're talking about best dressed, worst dressed. Not, not what. Get your comment awards for what were they fashion out of, out of here. We don't Whoa. talk about hair, and we talk about be- what people are wearing, not the idea behind their clothing. Did, okay. Do you remember? Do you remember a minute ago when I said they would fuck someone for bingo <laughs> chips? 
Yeah. That statement makes no sense. <laughs> uh, bingo chips. Well, I mean, I need, I need extra bingo chips. You better. I mean, you better fuck me. I, uh, okay, I, but I mean, I guess you could just like use chips for bingo. I mean, we, I, or using these markers to hit the numbers. I guess. Marker, I mean, do you need more uh, cards? No, I want the chips. Want Bring it over chips. here. Okay, I'll here's some. Okay. Um. Okay. Like, all right. Well, here it is. Oh, I wow. guess. Wow, okay, that feels not great. <laughs> ah. Oh, ah. God, please just take the chips. No, I have to do my duty. Okay, all right, is you have dignity, wearing, I get it. You have is principle. she wearing Batman's belt? Like, what's happening? <laughs> like, <laughs> she, she she's got, like, a Michelle Pfeiffer, like, Catwoman leather thing going on with a yellow Batman belt. He's got, like, a fucking 70s look going with a brown suit jacket and, like, a blue Hawaiian shirt, white belt. He's fucking got a crazy bald haircut I, this dude needs to go I, I don't know what's going on with his I, hair um, I just I happen to pause it at an amazingly awkward moment of the two of them and I'm just going to post that in the Facebook group because that's what I do now when I find strange things in an episode <laughs> so they go on the tour of the house um, they open up Belvedere's bedroom and turn on the light Belvedere is asleep it is like 1 o'clock in the morning maybe midnight like, this is Belvedere's room. Did they do this to the other people? Like, did they go into Heather's room? Oh, yeah. oh this is my teenage daughter's oh, room. Yeah. Oh, she's oh, covered yeah. up. Here's Wesley T. Here's hey, our bedroom. Any bingo chips in there? Wesley T, like... Ah. Here's Wesley T, like, forcing a bomb down Spot's throat because he's turned into a domestic terrorist. <laughs> he does all of his work at 4 a.m. <laughs> um, the, Belvedere. Bel the Belvedere oh. mugging in this scene might beat... Any Belvedere mugging we've seen I kinda, ever. I kind of love this one because he, there's also like a voice thing happening that's just, this is just like cranky, a half-asleep Belvedere, and I kind of love it. That poor man sleeps in a single bed. That's a, that's a the, oh, it's not even, or what is that, a yeah, twin? That's, a that's like a college, right? Oh, well, man. what's the blanket? Like, he his comforter is either like, it's got giant cookies on it, or like hamburgers. Like, what the fuck is, I think it's supposed to be a map. I don't know what it is. I'm, that's, I'm asking um, you guys. I thought it was cookies. I think it's just a pattern. I think it looks topographical. Um, but yeah, they go into his room, and he just flips out. And at one point, the old New Jersey Atlantic City woman just looks at a photo of the queen, and she goes, Oh, she needs to get plastic surgery, or like a facelift, honey. Oh, God. And Belvedere has a fucking conniption, because you don't talk about the queen like that, <laughs> bitch. You don't do that. Full bedtime brat. Just like, <laughs> get out! Ah! Like, he just goes ballistic. I cannot believe that they named their team Bedtime Brat. We have been granny brats for six years. This is bullshit. You talk to the head of the commission. Fucking go. I don't care if he's fucking one of his students. <laughs> you uh -huh. fucking get him on the phone. Bedtime brats. Uh... <laughs> They Cut leave Kevin not getting laid. <laughs> but besides that, though, they leave and Belvedere, I guess in the dark, like salutes the queen. Yeah. Belvedere is going nuts. Is he like? In, does he think he's dreaming? Like, what is going the on? Queen. Well, I'm try... pretty sure that's not a thing. And like, how thing. does Christopher Hewitt never saluting the queen? Like, it is. Does... If you're a soldier, you salute. And what? Yeah. Well, like, wait. No, I think it's like. I think it is a thing because I think I've seen in TV and movies like people snapping to attention when the queen shows up or something like that. Because I, I think it does 
There is something, and if is it's it, not a salute, it a what would it be? Obviously, like obviously the queen, the queen doesn't have control over the the British military. I hope not. Though that oh, would be bowing is like an Eastern. I feel like that's an Eastern tradition, I just, I, I, not I like an salute, English tradition. Like a... Yeah, it's more of like the respect of a soldier to someone. Look, we'll never know. <laughs> never, <laughs> never know. It's impossible to know. Because yeah. we'll never investigate it from here. Let's make a promise and a pact that we will never know. <laughs> um. So, God, cut to Kevin. He's about to get fucked maybe a second time she with this She looks amazing, woman. by the way, for the record. She's very attractive. She really, she really is. Uh, if you notice in this when they're on the couch and, like, he's holding her hand, his other hand is hovering near her shoulder, never touching her shoulder. That's funny to me. Well, it's probably because she said, don't yeah. touch me. <laughs> yeah, she's like, all right, uh, in this take, please don't touch my shoulder. Okay, 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 it's cool, cool, cool. I mean, I could make you a recurring character. No, you couldn't. I'm a working actor. I understand what this is. Don't touch me. I already know that. (laughs) (laughs) We all know. We all know that most of these episodes we're making won't even air. Won't even be on television, dum-dum. Ding-dong. The doorings go over. What the fuck is that thing by the door? It's like a (laughs) giant tree... It's huge. Like, it's a yeah. gigantic, I guess, coat rack. It looks it's like a, a yeah, tree. It's, it's a giant... This apartment it's, is hideous. Hideous. Miss Zucchini's there. Kevin, I busted out. I'm, I'm staying with you. She says I busted out, and the audience goes apeshit. They fucking go crazy. <laughs> Anything this woman says, they fucking love it. She's beloved. Um, and... She the the young woman gets really annoyed and she's like, "See you later, Kevin. If you can make any time," and it's like, "Fuck you!" This shrew that they've written for this woman to play. Like, I'm an attractive shrew, and if you can't fucking make time for me, then fuck off. Guess you have a good time. Guess you have a good time with your breakout brat. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't say that. Yeah, 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 definitely said that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jonathan, your video is on mute, so you wouldn't hear this, but she definitely says, break out, break out. Um, and this, I hate this little old woman. I hate her. She's just like she who will not be named. She doesn't listen to anything that anyone says. She doesn't give a fuck. She just wants and wants and wants. That's, that's I hate old her. people. Something that's a little, something that's unsettling about her. Sometimes when she's waiting on a scene or like talking before she talks, she'll like lick her... Uh-huh. Like up the lip, she'll go. Oh, she just did it. Yeah, and it's you, you did it. Oh my god, you Alex, you're like. Ah! Alex, I swear to God, the second you said it, she did it. I just <laughs> randomly hit play right now on my video of her. Stop in it. Mid, <laughs> Don't mid show going. this to me. Gross. <laughs> god Almighty, I hate her. And her mouth, her mouth is the size of half a button. <laughs> Her face collapses in on itself like a dying star. She's defying physics every time she opens her mouth. Let the universe consume you. You have spent your energy, firewoman. I think you mean fire brat. Her mouth is feeling itself like a gravity well from a star. Granny Brat got broken up, so we actually turned it into a couple of Frankenstein teams. Uh, there's a, there's Breakout, there's Breakout Brat. Breakout there's Brat, of, Fire Brat. Yeah, there's a couple of members from Fire Brat. Now they're on Breakout Brat. <laughs> bedtime Brat. The, well, Bedtime Brat, those are the young players. Those are like the graduates from the program. They get to do a, like, a temporary team called Bedtime Brat. Um, and if they're really good, like, I don't know, like, you spend 16 to 27 years of your life there, you can maybe graduate, you know, <laughs> Granny Brat. You know, Granny Brat or Bonafide Brat. <laughs> oh, man. Well, 
That's rare. Sharna's really gotta like you. She's really gotta like you if she's gonna put you on that team. Talking shit on this episode. <laughs> Talking um, very, very inside baseball. <laughs> Mizukini says, begs, begs, uh, Kevin, can I please stay with you? He's like, fuck, all right. I guess. Can we make out? Let's let's do the let's do the vertical shuffle. <laughs> by staying with you. <laughs> Suck on my piglets. Oh, God. Um. So, scene cut. It's the next day. Marsha power walks into the kitchen. If you in don't her mind. new yellow outfit, because this woman loves wearing yellow. <laughs> Water and Beatty might as well come in as Dick Tracy right behind her. But I will say, I just imagine Miss Zucchini. <laughs> Kevin comes home. She's on the couch on her back, fully fuck oh, ass. Oh, God. No. <laughs> but not only that, not only that, she's covered in fresh out of the oven Rice Krispie treats. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh. Two, two on her nipples. Two on her nipples. One on her snatch. Hey, Kevin. You got a sweet tooth, Kevin. <laughs> Hasn't shaved in thirty-six years. <laughs> they were doing that at the home. They said, "We'll do that for you." <laughs> Never let it be said that I don't have a way with words. <laughs> I'm a comedian. Are you? <laughs> Don't, don't show me don't show me a screen grab fucking Belvedere every bed. time I pause it it's like insanity well it's sitcom acting so their faces are going to stop at a point of rubber elasticity that's insane nobody can fucking act like a normal person on this show so what is this fucking Dick Tracy Carmen San Diego idiot saying to oh. Belvedere well um she's like hey we we got we've got twice as many people coming to look at the house today so uh could you make some banana bread so we can get that sweet banana bread scent piping through the house and make a sale? Yeah, so it can overwhelm the sewage that's being, like, pumped exactly. into the yard. <laughs> Her hair is smaller in this scene. It's not as big this time. No, right? Well, I have it's to be able to wet. fit through the doorway. It's weird. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, ma'am. Even, even in the early 90s, you cannot get on a plane with that hair. There are some safety regulations that we have to adhere to. Um, and then Kevin bolts in, and he's like... Mrs. Zucchini's trying to sit out of my face. I can't get any fucking sleep at night. And Belvedere's like, oh, my. Like, hey, did you call her son? Kevin's... And he's like, no, I didn't want to do that. Okay, well, what do you want me to do? I don't know. Well, why don't you call her son? And P.S. Um, while you do that, um, turn that banana in the oven, because I'm sick of being this house's banana brat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. <laughs> oh I mean, god Kevin, you're an adult you know what to do <laughs> cut to cut to jesus christ kevin's apartment where mrs zucchini is lightly rubbing a dish sponge against a wooden <laughs> table that dish sponge is fucking huge it's like the size of like a paperback novel uh, it's actually, gigantic it's the size also, of I think this is also same bowl of fruit same bowl of fruit i i don't know that the sponge is that large Fair enough. i think this is just a donald trump scenario where she has super tiny old lady hands and that's a normal size sponge she is all shoulders i imagine her shoulder blades are the size of fucking yardsticks like she looks like she is all hump <laughs> she's little hands little mouth little head and then everything else is upper body just the bit, like her her tits are based. I imagine her tits are enormous. Stop imagining them. Those shoulders. Stop look at that hump. Them. Look at that hump. Stop, I think I'm straight now. 
<laughs> I think I'm gay now. I think. Look at those shoulders. She is all U shape. God, I don't want to get old. God. See, this is this is. Jonathan, you'll look see. Like to me, this is just like going back to my childhood because these were all of my neighbors. <laughs> this woman looks very familiar. Man, Jonathan, you will age. You'll age much better than this woman. Trust you. You say that, but I don't know if that's true. <laughs> we, no one knows what will happen. By Alex. the way, I just stopped on a fucking. This woman. This woman lived yes. until 1997. That doesn't make wow. any sense. How old was she when she um, died? She was 91. That doesn't make any sense. She looks like she's 91 here. 1905 to 1997. Oh my god. How many oh, acting uh, credits? Um, Give me everything. Well, um, filmography's 36 credits. <laughs> uh, most notably Star Trek IV The Voyage Home, Big Top Pee Wee, oh Who's god. Harry Crumb. Oh my god. Did, some, did a couple episodes of Night Court. I'm gonna watch all of this. Married with children, growing pains. El- Married with children. I just Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Two two seven. Perfect. Perfect. Six episodes on two two seven. Hello, Jack that A. <laughs> Her name is not Jack A. Her character name is not Jack A. <laughs> I just I just paused the video, and I'll post this as well, so you won't know what this is until I you actually see it. But imagine. Two shots overlapping each other. So you're not looking at one or the other fully. They're overlapping. It's Mrs. Zucchini, little tiny head facing away. In the middle, Mrs. Zucchini oh. looking up, and then Mr. Belvedere looking right at her forehead. It's this ghost vision. It's like one of those t shirts with three wolves on it, <laughs> except it's two Mrs. Zucchinis oh, and Mr. Belvedere. That is awesome. So, yeah, he comes over and says, Miss Zucchini, you gotta go back to the home. You can't be here with Kevin. It's weird. And she says, oh, Lynn, just stay here. Let's make love. Does she say make love or, like, yeah, make out? make out, which is I th- funnier and weirder. Okay, good. It yeah, is okay, definitely good. weirder. Well, um, she can't actually get fucked or else she would fall apart. <laughs> she would die instantly. One thrust oh. of that rope, she would be dead in a minute. Oh. It's a straight-up so Steven Sondheim passion scenario. <laughs> yeah, Bovendy rolls his eyes like, damn it, and then we cut over to the house where uh, Heather and uh, Wesley T. have been showing a family around, or like a husband and wife. Yeah, and they're really excited. They're like, we really think that it's going to work out or something to that effect. Uh, uh, Heather's not looking no. great. Her outfit in this scene is bad, and her hair is really bizarre yeah. to me. Very, like... Oh God! Super duper like dog thick, and like it's got like a crazy braid that's like barely visible. Yeah, it, but it's pulled back. Like like her widow's peak like hairline is. Oh man, She's, it's bad. And her her brown blue outfit. Yeah, is she looks dreadful. like she just stepped off the set of Hey Dude. Do an outfit with that. <laughs> the show that ran for like a season and a half, and then they ran episodes of it for like the next eight right. years. <laughs> In syndication. Yeah, there are um, two seasons. I have one of them. So, <laughs> don't, don't smile like that. Um, so, they showed the house to a couple, but then a, then the yuppies yeah. show up. Mm-hmm. So, I don't even understand why they even brought up the fact that Heather and Wesley were showing the couple, another couple, the house at all. Because yeah. it doesn't matter. The yuppies are weird. I thought they were two men at I first. did, too. No, I, I absolutely did. Like... I was like, oh, a weird, like, a, a, like early 90s gay couple that dresses alike? Because she dresses in very... They're both wearing masculine yeah. clothing. It's 
and their sweaters are tied in a really crazy this is way. Su- like this is the most pure like 1990s joke like early 90s like this joke lasted uh-huh. for two years solid this didn't survive into 1992 this is a very well the joke of like the tennis playing yuppies i think i think had been around since yeah, the but it's 80s the look. And it was probably this is the dying this, breath. This of that. look, like those jokes with like it's like oh, it right. is so specific. Like this sets this in a period of time that uh, like I feel you could almost look at it on a calendar. Yeah, this is in the this is in the early nineties where like you know these characters would also make like, make, like a yogurt oh, joke, yeah. like oh we oh, eat yeah. yogurt, and everyone in the show would be like yogurt, how weird. Um, because we just didn't know what yogurt was. Um, but the way, th- I, I can't impress this enough on you, listener. Uh, their sweaters don't even look like real no. human sweaters. For all I know, no. these are just shawls. They, super starched. These are blankets. Super starched. Like... Um, the, the knot is down at the belt line, and the knot is super small and very cinched. Very small. And I just don't think that's how even yuppies wore them. Maybe they're supposed to be goofier than also, normal yuppies. Also, their sleeves have like Something... one, it's like one rolled up, yeah. like one roll. So it's just above. Oh, that's the rest. so uncomfortable. I don't no, like that that's, feeling. That makes me so uncomfortable. Why would you only do the one roll? Oh. Yeah. You have to roll it multiple times, and you have to make sure that it's secure so it doesn't like yeah. billow back down. Yeah. I hate that it's feeling. It's so bad. It's like the worst for someone who has like vague, non-diagnosed OCD tendencies. No, because no, it just makes me think um, of like I'm 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 rushing to get ready, and the Uber's arriving outside, and it's like, oh, I haven't finished rolling up my sleeve yet. I guess I'll finish it in the car. <laughs> no. Ah. It would be one thing if these yuppies were bad people who were like snots, no. but they're not. Nope. They want to buy the house, and they keep saying things like, "That would be perfect for the treadmill." And the Owens are like, treadmill? How weird. And they say other things like, oh, we'll turn that into a this. And the this is the punchline. Like, oh, how strange. Yuppies like treadmills? Weird. That's not what a normal family does. That's not what normal people do. It's very it's, lame. <laughs> it's super lame. Um, cut to the, uh, the log cabin. I'm sorry, Kevin's apartment. <laughs> and... Uh, the 70,000-year-old son shows up with his 80,000-year-old wife for their 200,000-year-old mother. Um, but let's let's not step back from the fact that um, Kevin's been upset because Miss um, Chichini just keeps putting doilies under everything and it wanting, wants to replace the drapes and is basically turning his apartment into an old lady apartment, which is... Well, mm-hmm. it looks like an old man's apartment. True. So he, why he not looks- put a woman's touch on it? I mean, why not put a 300,000-year-old raptor <laughs> raptor king? She's a 300,000-year-old raptor king. You might as well let I just love the shit fact that she apparently apartment. came with, like, enough doilies to, like, just, like, cover his place. God, this son's wife, she is insane. <laughs> she is so unattractive. He, I mean, he's a disaster. They're, everyone in this show is unfuckable. No one in this show is <laughs> Um, that's I don't not know. true. I'd, I'd fuck Kevin. He'd probably be terrible, but I'd, I'd fuck him. Um, but the his wife, good God, why that's, is everyone so yellow? There's a severe uh, nose ridge to eye cavity oh, thing oh, happening with her. Eye it's very weird. <laughs> um, why at one point? 
why at one point does Mrs. Zucchini wrap her fist against her hand? Is that the line where, oh. she, where they say to her, but mom, you said that there were thugs in the neighborhood, and she goes, I'll go easy yeah. on him. Yeah, definitely. Because Belvedere says, look, she might seem old, but she's sharp as a tack. Me and Kevin will, like, look after her. And you guys don't have to put her in a home just yet. And when it gets there and trust, it'll get there. We'll let you know. And by well, then, and she'll be too weak and feeble to escape. But now, obviously, And the son and the daughter-in-law say, well, I guess since we live so far away, we didn't really understand what your situation was. No shit. This episode is so poorly written that I have no clue why they felt the need to drive here from wherever they live and put this woman in a home. It doesn't make sense. Not well, probably happened. all the sexual harassment cases that were brought against her that they had to, like, also, can oh, man. You, well, if, kid. Okay, if they're not able to come visit her that often, and they're just talking to her on the phone, if you just heard this woman rambling, you would think it's time to put her in a home. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, okay. Oh, well, she doesn't want to talk to him. I, I bet she never I picks up the... I saw Lynn the other day. I pinched his little bottle. Oh, God. Lynn is real? Kevin is real? I thought I... she was just out of her fucking mind. I pretended to be a ghost and wait, waited in the basement for hours <laughs> until Lynn showed up. Also, that's, Kevin... my, that's my Tuesday. Kevin, thank you for, like, I guess trying to do the right thing, but the next time my fucking mother shows up at your door could you please just like take her back to her apartment like enough yeah your misplaced fucking charity that you're trying to like fucking work out um and then cut to the yuppies who want to tear down that dreadful patio quote unquote it's not a patio it's nothing what is this part of the house it's nothing it's the confession uh <laughs> Washington <What>? patio <laughs> It's the confession. <laughs> That's like it's a fucking Blair Witch term. Welcome the to the confession. confession. We um, planted this tree together. If you sat down in a chair in that little lawn area, that this patio, you wouldn't be able to see over the wall. Not at all. <laughs> it's terrible. Where would you put a chair? There's a tree there. Yeah. I don't like, know. Oh, we've like got the tree. There's gotta and be tear what, down the stone wall. Foot? It's like, sh yeah, fuck. Yeah. Tear down that stone wall. It's this ugly. This is a dumb way to put this whole thing together. Is this a patio? We'll level it and build a new. It's cool. Is this like a secret pathway? Is this a shortcut through your house? Because <laughs> there are two doors. Is this when you gotta like make a quick exit? <laughs> I thought he was in the room, but eh, he's not here anymore. <laughs> I, I, it's, and this is and this is a real cliche of television where it's like we're thinking about selling the house. Oh, but we have so many memories here. Um. You cannot be this nostalgic um, over a house. I'm sorry. We all we are all nostalgic no. over places we grew up and places we've lived to a degree, sure. But in you don't let that dictate your life. Yeah, and I think it's bullshit because I think in <laughs> I think in George and Marsh's minds they've already had a conversation where they're like, Jesus Christ, we saw the fucking we saw the price tag on that house. What the yeah. fuck were we thinking? There's no way we can fucking afford any house, even in the pit. We gotta let, we, we gotta fucking keep this house. We can't let Tina Fey and her twin brother <laughs> take this house from us. Because make no mistake, she looks like an early 90s oh. Tina Fey. Oh, definitely. Um, what a fucking good prime part for like a just out of Second City Tina Fey to get. This looks so familiar. Um, I'm trying to figure out who she is. I thought the guy who played the New Jersey Atlantic City Vegas dude was the old man father from Everybody Loves Raymond. 
No. But it's not. He just looks very not similar. At all. <laughs> no. You don't think they look similar? They, I would say that, given the, I don't know. The, I mean, the quality of the this mold. video, I can see it. I can see it. Yeah. From to a be distance. fair, the video quality is fucking garbage. So, Mrs. Zucchini, uh, per Mr. Belvedere's closer, is going to get another apartment because guess what? They rented the apartment that you left behind once you went into that nursing home. But she's going to get another one in the same building, and until then, she's living with Kevin. Uh, what the fuck? Uh, like trying to suck him off in the middle of the night. <laughs> Fucking disgusting. Oh, and uh, of course, Lynn uh, is interrupted in his journal writing by Mrs. Zucchini. Oh, the... the laziest joke, and I cannot believe we haven't done this yet. She, of course, wants to play okay. strip poker. I'll say this. The lighting, when she comes up to him and she is standing next to him at the desk, the lamp light from his desk makes her look horrifying. Yeah. She looks so hey. scary. I will also say this. More of a monster than possible. We all fought. Do you remember the Full House episode, uh, The Graduates, in which Danny dates a college student? Oh, yeah. Um, So the girl he's dating is the girl that Kevin's dating in this episode. No. No way. So she probably did that back to back, right? Jesus, that episode. I don't think we put enough emphasis on how fucking ridiculous that was. He's 30 years old. That character of Danny Tanner is 30 plus Ugh. years old. And he dates a college student. Yes. Yikes. That's crazy. That's also a subplot in a very late season of Friends where David Schwimmer's Ross dates Reese Witherspoon, who is a college student in his paleontology class, and Bruce Willis plays her dad. Friends, Holy I'm telling you. Um, I will say this, though. The take when they cut to Belvedere looking out at the camera, that's a very good take. Yeah, yeah. He's very, I, he's he's very still, and he just lets that speak for itself. He doesn't do anything else, but the whites of his eyes are yes. so funny, and he's so scared <laughs> because she's up yeah. on him. She's yeah. pressing herself into him like you can't say no. I'm a little old lady. Oh. Rice crispy treat right on her snatch. <laughs> it's getting cold, but I'm not. I I will say in the yuppie scene when they offer them one hundred and sixty thousand dollars for the house and then go to one hundred and seventy, then one hundred and eighty, and they're like, "What's going on? Look, one hundred and eighty for this house? That's kind of nuts. Why would you not sell it for that? We're not selling. Guess what? Get out of here. We're not selling. They go to play tennis. They're not selling the house. Oh, we we have to talk about it's that just... tennis line. Be- Oh my yeah. god, because it's this whole setup. And it's like, and then the payoff is we're going to go play tennis. Yeah, they say something like, well, there's always tennis. Yeah. Or something like that. And it's like, yeah, because they're rich yuppies, and I guess nothing oh. affects them. They don't get bummed out when they can't get something they want. They're actually, in that way, they're healthy. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, hey, we're rich. We know we're rich. We're not going to pretend we're not rich. <laughs> we got fucking money at the wazoo. <laughs> Your house, your shitty ass house, could fit in the house we have now. <laughs> this woman looks they... like a turtle. <laughs> that is like the most oh, scary. I'm trying like to that is. She's got a shell, dude. She's the turtle from Master of Turtle. Like just Lynn's face. I mean, you're right. That is one of the best yeah. takes in the entire series. Let's just say it. Oh man. But yeah, they don't sell. Belvedere's apparently playing strip poker. The end. It's a weird episode. That's the end. Who won and who lost? 
Kevin. Mrs. Zucchini won. She got out of the fucking Easily. nursing home. She's going to get another apartment. She got to sexually harass Belvedere and Kevin to her heart's desire. She won hands down. Well, now she's also, they have to take care of her. Like, they're going to be checking in with her on the regulars now. So she definitely won. Yep. Did Kevin and, lose? Well, I would say that either Kevin and Belvedere lost because they had to mm. debase and subject themselves to this woman's bizarre whims. Or the Owens lost because they made the asinine decision to keep a rotting house. <laughs> they're going to regret that decision. Um, oh, yeah. They may not feel like losers today, but it'll fucking come back around. I think... I mean... If I had to have that old woman talk to me the God. way she does, I would feel sick inside. They well, lost. We got, Belvedere and Kevin you together, gotta pick I one. think. You gotta pick one. Well, then Kevin, because Kevin has to live in the same building. At least Belvedere can leave. Yeah, but she's staying yeah. with, at the Owens' house until they... Un, until... She's staying with Kevin. She stayed with Kevin and like doilyed everything is she up. With Kevin, or is she staying She's, at the Owens? Yes, yes. She stays at Kev. She stays with Kevin first. She stays with the Owens until, in the in between time between she gets. No, I'm talking she about gets a new apartment. In the last moments of the episode, when he's writing in his journal, he says she's staying with Kevin. Are you sure? Because I thought she's. No, I think I, I think, think she's staying with the Owens. I would they I would play found it, a new I, apartment in the same yeah. building as Kevin. But in between time, between that apartment opening up and her, Kevin can't have him, can't have her live with him for some reason. So she's staying with the. Yeah, it hints she's staying that with the Owens because they have. They found room. a new place, yeah. which is the Owens. Fair enough. But Kevin, I mean, Kevin did blow up with that one lady he's been trying to see. Oh, he got laid once. God forbid Kevin not get laid. Jesus Christ. God, Kevin's only fucking character trait. I want to get laid. I think. God forbid a straight white man not get his fucking pussy wet. <laughs> <laughs> and by and by his pussy wet. <laughs> I think we all know what I mean. Interest compounded is interest rest of race. <laughs> My dear boy. I think Belvedere being harassed until um, Miss Zucchini can move into this apartment might make him the bigger loser. I would agree. Kevin's had to endure it for presumably months and, and months. The sexual harassment is more direct. Kevin isn't the direct target. Yeah. yeah, with Belvedere. You think? I think it's actually. Oh, pretty I no, no. She's I don't after know, man. Belvedere. Like, she'll. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, granted, it's it's heavy on both sides, but she specifically seeks out Lynn. Like in the earlier episode, she dropped something specifically for Lynn to pick up, which is why he knows the sugar daddy thing will work. He also takes it like in stride more in this episode, which is unsettling because it's like he gave yeah. up. And it's like, all right, I guess this is just going to happen until she's out. I'll, Sorry, I'll Belvedere. Give, I'll give it to Belvedere. I think that's, yeah. All right. I think that's fine. Best dress, worst dress. Oh, boy. I mean. Worst dress, Marsha in the Big Bird outfit. I... Marsha in the Dick Tracy outfit. Marsha pretty much in the opening scene with the gigantic hair. I know hair's not a part of it, Brad, but I'm throwing it in there because that's a horrible outfit. But also the Atlantic yeah, City like people. A, those might be the worst those, outfits ever. But the I question is, for, is it a costume? I vote for Marsha in her Big Bird Mother Fall this outfit. Atlantic City one. <laughs> she, her rig out is so insane. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. Well, his rig out, I think, is more atrocious because it's just more... No, There's more she's, color to she's crazier, I think. She's definitely crazier. Oh. That, like, bl black, shiny, fucking, like, fake leather or whatever yeah. she's wearing. She, 
She's like old lady cow. Turtleneck I with say, a PVC skirt, a Batman <laughs> belt, all kinds of jingle jangles. <laughs> like <laughs> she got the jingle like, jangles. Jingle jingle like, jingles. Her shoes, like it's all insane. I, I I'm fine I with giving it to her. Let's give it to her because the Marsha will definitely get worse dressed in one of the next three episodes. There's no doubt in my mind. So, but who's best dressed? Like to me, that's a far I think more Kevin's date in a blue dress. Yeah, most of... done. I was I was so, having trouble, but one that's of the most attractive the humans ever on this show. True, her and that one student that was in the true, background true. that one time. <laughs> you guys were fascinated. You were such creeps about that woman. Dude, it's weird. It's like, like she, out of all yeah. the extras, this one woman she is like. She looked like she came from now. Stealing the like, camera. Her fashion was in no way dated. Yeah. You're like two creepy directors like, no, she's the star. Don't you see? She's the real star. Get her in the office. Get her in there. Get her in there. (laughs) I saw your work. My extra work in the classroom? Yeah. You're brilliant. I'm going to sign you to a multi-picture deal. You're going out there, nobody, but you're coming back. A star. (laughs) Here's the pitch. You're getting married. (laughs) No. (laughs) That is not investable, my Yikes. friends. Oh, yeah. Belvedere, it's it's out there. <laughs> it's out there, yeah. It's slow and, and coming to a close. Much like this episode of Ramjack, thank you so much for listening. Um, there's many ways you can get in contact with us and tell us how your holiday season's going. Tell us uh, pretty much whatever you want. I mean, get at us. Do you have any interesting pitches you'd like to throw at Jonathan and Brad? Let us know. You can go to the website, ramjackpodcast.com. You can find our phone number there, and you can find links to the wiki. And then, obviously, you can go to the Facebook group, and that is a super fun time as well. Brad, Jonathan, thank you so much. It's been always it's always a pleasure. You're welcome. Of course, you can uh, listen to How Rude, the Full House podcast. I host that with my good friend, Brandon Chockney. Uh, we are planning a lot in this next couple of months. Uh, we're ramping up for the new year. we got Fuller House Season 2 coming up, of course. Will we be marathoning the entire Season 7 of the original sitcom in one sitting? Yes. Why? <laughs> because, because we have other we have another podcast that we want to do. <gasps> it's all set up. Uh, not completely, but we want to get to it, and we can't do two at once because that's crazy. And <laughs> Brad... You do that, I understand. It's not crazy, crazy. <laughs> but I don't want to do ambitious. that. It's ambitious. It's a demanding. It's, it it's demanding is what it is. What is, the, what is this new show? Can you give us a peek? Like a preview? No. no. Uh, <laughs> yes, I can. It's going to be a movie trailers podcast where we uh, discuss the movie trailers that came out in the past week. So oh, it's, it's still a commentary pop culture deconstruction thing, but... It dedicated to movie trailers, and it's going to be called At The Trailers. You can follow the uh, Twitter, which has nothing uh, as of now, but it's At The Trailers Pod. And you can also find my brand new Twitter profile, which is called <laughs> At Marvel Reminder, where I post a picture every day and remind you that if you don't like Marvel movies, you don't have to fucking watch them. And if you fucking keep watching them and you don't like them, that's fucking stupid because you're just wasting your money. And you're just being a curmudgeon for no fucking reason. You don't want to see Doctor Strange? Then shut the fuck up. Don't fucking see it. <laughs> don't fucking be a brat. I hate these Marvel movies. Don't watch them, asshole. <laughs> that's it. Every, but that's this joke every day. It's the same joke every single day. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Can't wait for this trailer's podcast. That's it. 
That's an infinite gold mine. Are you going to have guess on it? Uh, yeah, probably. The infinite That's gold mine. The infinite gold mine. <laughs> <sighs> and guys, please remember, as we move ever further into this holiday season of 2016, remember that when you come together this Thanksgiving with your family, there's going to be a lot of personalities there. You know, there's going to be some tall guys that maybe want to touch you. Maybe there may be some creeper, paranormal, conspiracy theorists. You know, everybody's got their weird thing. We're all weirdos. But there's only one person in that room that you need to truly be worried about. She's got balls on her neck. She's not taking no for an answer. <laughs> and it doesn't matter that you're her grandson. She's probably going to try and suck your dick. That's right. It's the scariest Thanksgiving creature of them all. And that's the Grand
if you're ready or not. 